from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we talk about the Nintendo Mini, and also, Greeny got drifty. I've decided to start my own karaoke revolution. I tried to enter my initials on a Netflix documentary. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 234, your place for Nintendo news for Nintendo fans like yourselves. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Now this is Pod Racing Johnson. And I'm Jeremy, three-peat beat week, Mikowski. I'm John, adventure must wait knitter. We are, we are here again. Everything's still pretty much the same in the demise of the country and the world. Corona. 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 And all that, not a whole lot of differences, aside from, you know, Jess and I working full-time now, delivering, because that's all we got. Because <laughs> there's nothing nothing else happening. Nobody decided to make any sort of decisions about extra money or anything like that. They're too busy being on vacation, so... That's where we're at, as far as the Corona stuff goes. You guys are pretty much the same, right? Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, I'm working... I've been working extra this week, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm back to working full-time. Like, I work five days a week now, like, permanently. Yeah. Are you working more? Are you working more than you did before, or is it just... Yeah, I work an even extra out? day. Yeah. Well, I work an extra shift a week now. I picked up a fifth shift, and I uh, took last Thursday off, so I needed... I had to pick up an extra shift this week, so I've been basically working every day. Mm. So anyway, like anybody that was listening to our last episode would know I kind of left abruptly, and um, it's just uh, some crazy stuff happened around my house. Um, there, Essentially, there was a murder next door to me, and mm. after... I don't know how I knew that's what happened. I, I had it like I had a feeling in my guts like something really terrible had happened. Like I heard, heard the sounds, which were gunshots, and if you listen carefully, I'm not sure may, you might be able to hear that, but previous episode but yeah there was a there was a shooting next door to me and unfortunately someone lost their life and uh it's just been really sad um but that's what happened that's why i had to go i wouldn't have left if i hadn't really absolutely had to because i love this podcast and i love being here for every episode so anyone who was wondering i'm okay um unfortunately at least one person is not very okay so yeah, that's what happened. It, yeah, and it, it you you can hear it in there if you're listening to it on headphones. You'll definitely hear it because I heard it from the editing, and it absolutely terrified me. And I can only I can barely even imagine how terrifying it was for you and Shauna. So I mean, I'm glad you guys are okay. I'm yeah, I'm looking into like potentially going to some counseling and stuff about stuff. So it's it's a pretty big deal, but you know. 
I'm here. I want to talk about video games. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to deal with stuff like that. Like even, even like that one time there was a home invasion with my ex girlfriend. Like I, I just could never. I never slept in that house again. Oh, and yeah, that was just. And that was just some fucking stupid dude just climbing, just climbing in through the window, you know, on, on a Fourth of July night. And yeah, it was it was weird. And it and even that small of a thing was still. I was just like never at ease again in that that location. Yeah, I had a break in too. Same thing. It was just. From then on, I was intent on getting out of there. But hopefully you guys feel that your neighborhood is safe and this is, you know, an anomaly of some sort. Our feelings are very mixed. And um, we know that we're kind of evaluating things based on our emotions a lot. And I think we're both pretty logical people. My partner and I both are pretty logical. And uh, it's been weird. It's been weird. But um, like I said, it's just trying to get on get on with it get up and over it like parts of me feel like it was something against me but i just have to keep reminding myself that i'm fine like that wasn't me like this happened somewhere else it just happened to be near to me and i'm just really sad above all i'm just really really sad about it yeah well i'm glad like i said i'm I'm glad i'm glad you're okay and i hope it's i hope it's not it's not going to be a reoccurring thing same yeah so and thank you. I appreciate you, your guys' concern and you guys checking in with me and making sure me and Shauna were cool. Like we're fine. We're fine. Glad glad to hear that. Well, do you want to talk, do you want to talk about games then? <laughs> try yes, to, please. Try please. to make it a li- try to make it a little more positive here after our serious, serious first like five minutes here of this episode. But yeah, let's do what we do every episode and talk about what games we've been getting. Uh, I've, uh, I, you know, I got some games. I got a few games this, this week. First off, so they had a uh, Johnny Turbo Arcade stuff was on sale last week. Uh, we, we talked about it last week. And I was really, I was really adamant about getting that, uh, Night Slashers game, especially after Ben, uh, recommended it as our guest last week. I ended up buying Wanderlust for, uh, when it was on sale for $3 for $3.75. Just, you know, just to support the guest that we had. And also, I really enjoyed playing the demo. So it's a nice way to, you know, pretend like you're in a world where you can travel to different interesting countries still. And uh, I bought that. And, and with my, with my gold coins that I got from that, I had enough gold coins to get night slashers for free, even though it was on sale for a dollar 99. And I played through it. I played through it one night. It took me a few hours, but I was thinking about it. And I think if it was at a, if it was at an arcade and I was actually pumping quarters into it, I think I would have ended up spending more money than I actually spent to buy the game. Like, I think I would have ended up like, probably spending over like three or four dollars if it was in an arcade and I was putting arcades in, and putting coins in every time I I continued like to beat through the entire game so I definitely saved some money there you know and now I have it I can play it whenever I want but it's a yeah it's like a you know it's a beat-em-up and it has like uh creatures in there like uh it's very horror themed and there is some interesting uh voiceover work in it as well which which Ben mentioned so it's cool it's uh, it's fun to fun to play around with it I, I you know I beat it in a few hours because it's an arcade but it was some by the time, yeah. By the time I saw what you had posted in the uh, the Slack, I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, Night Slashers. I kind of want to try that." And it was already, back and then it was gone. Days. Yeah, yeah, because it was like that the twenty fourth, so it like went away like right at that Monday or Tuesday. So it went away. But if it goes on sale again, it's cool. Like it's one I hadn't heard of, and I just happened to see it on the sale one. I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, I should, I should get that. So yeah, I got it. I played through it. It's fun. 
there's three different weird characters you can play as. You fight all sorts of re- weird creatures. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Splatterhouse, like because of the uh, the gore factor, like the way the guy the way the guy's heads pop off and the way the blood explodes. Like kind of reminds me of the same animation that you would see in something like Splatterhouse, which was another like arcade, you know, overly mature game. And it's much easier than Splatterhouse, thankfully. I have Splatterhouse on a couple different things, and I can only get so far because they would always always have like limited continues. So, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a cool game, and I recommend it. It's I mean, I think it's regular like eight dollars, which I think is totally worth it for something like that. It's a, it's a decent port. It's a shame there's not online on it, but it still plays really well. There's a lot of different display options, and you can make it curved and and do like scan lines and stuff like that, like most of them do. Um, I also I started playing Xenoblade Chronicles again because um, I was one of one of the uh, one of the goals that I had during quarantine is I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna beat a PlayStation Four game because I've like never I have like ten PlayStation Four games and I've never beat any of them and that was like a thing I was like I'm gonna beat one so I bought a you know they had the like summer they had the summer sale for mm-hmm. PlayStation and I ended up uh, Jess and I we had just done a podcast about uh, Mad Max Fury Road for how is it now so I was in this like major Mad Max mood and. And I remember there being a Mad Max game for PlayStation 4 that came out towards the very beginning, like around the launch window of it. And I looked at it, and lo and behold, it was on sale. It was half off on the uh, on the summer sale, and half off of whatever price it was going for was nine ninety nine. So that was like the perfect perfect uh, number for me to buy a sixty dollar game so for nine dollars for nineteen ninety eight. It was yeah, it it had been reduced to twenty because it was on the uh, the classics, the Sony PlayStation Classics now. Oh, okay. You know? So now it's so now it's twenty dollars, but it was cut in half, so it was nine ninety nine. I'm like, awesome, that's perfect. So I've actually been playing a lot of Mad Max, and it's an open world game, you know, where you get to drive around through the sand, and you know, it's like most Mad Max fare. It's it's fun. It feel it's I I was like so like I like Fury Road so much that I kind of wanted to experience the world and all that. And it's not exactly the world of Fury Road, but it's similar, you know. But it's uh, I've been playing that game a lot, and I was like, I really like I was like I really like this open world game. I should try some other open open world games. And I'm like, oh wait, Xenoblade's an open world game. So I started playing that one again. Again, I got to the part that I was at on the 3ds when I quit the 3ds. So I've I am now getting to uncharted territory on Xenoblade Chronicles. So very nice. And I'm almost at 40 hours. So it's ridiculous how long that game is. But I understand why I quit it the first time because uh, I've you know I've been. I've been stupidly, maybe stupidly or smartly, I don't know, it depends. We'll see in the end. But I've been trying to do all of the side quests on Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. And it's a little bit easier because they actually show up as exclamation points on your map now. They didn't in the original one as to where you need to go. In the original one, you'd have to look at the names of all the creatures and memorize their names and try to search for them in the world, which is really hard. But in this one, they, they show up as like red or blue exclamation points, depending on what you have set as your main quest or whatever quest you want to target. So you can find stuff easier. So I got, I've been getting everything in whatever level that I'm in before I go to the next level. So I got everything wherever I was at in like Macnar Forest and the, and the, the, the Weewok village tree thing with the, with the crazy creatures and all that. I did all that stuff. And then I had just gone to the Era Sea with the Entia, which were, which were these guys that have like uh, wings coming out of their heads. And I always remember them because I made a comment about that on Meverse for the Xenoblade Chronicles through the 3DS, you know, because I thought it was weird that these angelic creatures, like they have wings on their head and they're flying with their heads. So I figured that there, there'd be a lot of neck strain there from like carrying their whole body from them floating in the air. And I think somebody said some sort of smarmy nerd remark to it on the Meverse, RIP Meverse. But, uh, 
Yeah, that's what I remember. But I'm back there with the high NTM talking to them again. And right when I get there, I just walked around just getting side quests. And I think I've got, I have to at least have like almost 30 side quests. Like just from this place within like an hour. And I think that's why I quit on the 3DS is because I hadn't done any of the other side quests yet. And then I get there and then I got like 20 more side quests and I'm like, I, I can't even, I can't, I can't do this. And I, you know, I've been playing it for 30 hours on the 3DS, which already doesn't look great. You know, that mm-hmm. version doesn't. And it was just kind of, I think it was just too much for me. But that was the first uh, new 3DS exclusive, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. It was the big one. Well, that and the, um, that and the Super Nintendo games. Right. You know, and the, and the special, like, cause I had some sort of perfect pixel or whatever bullshit, you know, I, I think, and I think it was only, only that one in like Binding of Isaac, like that ended up being the exclusive mm-hmm. 3DS one. It was very, very small, but there's some other stuff, but yeah. I think that was the main one. But it was at, at that time, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was incredibly hard to find. And I got that around, I got that around the time of when we got Xenoblade Chronicles X, which we've talked about many times on this show about how much we like that game. And I was like, Oh, I want to try the other one. I mean, speaking of games where like you have to play forever till you get to a point, like it was 60 hours before you could fly around in a mech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I still wish I could beat that game, but I just don't, I've thought about it so many times and I think I just, I don't know if it's possible for me to get past that part that I'm stuck on in Xenoblade Chronicles X. And I, and I'm afraid to try. I'm afraid for it to, you know, to, I feel like I more. fucked myself over with how I laid down my. Uh, yeah, um, me too. Yeah, the things. stuff, the stuff that you put in the earth, like the mines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's there's like no way for us to get more money from that, and and I don't want to, you know, as much as I, and I do really like that game. Like I've been playing a lot of the music on the on the WART radio show on Saturday. The music's fantastic, and I forgot how. I mean, I still love the music. I mean, say whatever if you they want. Brought about that it, game like, back to Switch. Would you buy it again? I don't know. Not for sixty dollars. <laughs> that's, that's for that's for damn straight. I don't know. I, I really that's don't. probably the yeah. longest I've ever played a game and not like tried to beat it. At least that's not a Animal Crossing. You played Animal Crossing for longer than you played. Well, I've beaten it. Well, I've beaten Animal Crossing. Like in sort of. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw credits. I mean, I haven't gotten five stars. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I beat it. My game. Yeah. I saw credits. Sure. Yeah. I put in like eighty something hours. I'm pretty sure into it. Xeno X. Oh, I thought I thought and we put just, like it may be more. Didn't didn't we check it? I, I feel like we checked it for our episode where we were like saying uh we were doing like a goodbye Wii U episode. I don't look it up in our archives, but we we did one like when the Wii U was pretty much dead when the Switch was coming around and and we looked at all of our our like highest uh hour counts on the on the Wii U. And I thought that both of I know that mine I think was close to like two hundred hours. Oh my god! On Xenoblade Chronicles X, but it was also because I was just leaving it on, so I yeah. would so I'd gain money from the mines and stuff. So I, I definitely am not that high, but yeah. Wow, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to hook up my Wii U and check that out because it's not hooked up. Blasphemy! No. <laughs> you need it hooked <laughs> up at all times. How dare you, Jeremy? We started every system hooked up always. We we founded this we founded this show on the Wii U. You must keep it alive at all times. I mean, it's alive. It's just on life support. Yeah, it's just not plugged in. I yeah, I, I still like the Wii U a lot. There's there's so much. There's so many. Uh, we've talked about this before. That, you can but see they, the pro yeah. controller back there. Yeah, they have, they have so many. They have so much virtual console games on the Wii U that aren't that aren't on the Switch. So that's why the best I still thing about the Wii U awesome. is that it's other systems besides the Wii U. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean they're available. They're not available on the Switch. I mean, yeah, all Wii of the Wii U has yeah. like the best virtual console. 
It's, I mean, the Wii, well, the Wii had the best virtual console, but the Wii U is the second best. It's, it's debatable, I think, because, I mean, the Wii, I mean, the Wii ha- has its own Wii games, but the, the three, but the Wii U has 3DS, or not 3DS, it has DS and Wii virtual console stuff, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome, which was never, and Game Boy and Advance. The Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance is why, yeah. Game Boy Advance is why I bought a Wii U. Yeah. Like, when that was added to, I mean, that, it's so dumb that that was my reasoning, but that's what convinced me to buy a Wii U. Yeah, for all and the, get me back into like Nintendo's current hardware. Yeah, I mean, if you've said it before, but for all the people who are so up in arms for this like Mario 3D collection or whatever, uh, two of them are already there. They're already on yep. Wii U. Like mm-hmm. you could do it. Like you have, you could do it for cheaper. We use or you know, if you have one, you can get it for way cheaper. You know, you can get them both for like thirty bucks or something. You know, so it's and and they're like you get everything but Galaxy. Yeah, well, no, mm-hmm. I mean, you have Galaxy One and Two, but you don't uh, Sunshine. That's what you can't get. Right. Oh, that's what I meant. You can't yeah. get sunshine. But yes, Galaxy One and Two, sixty four, like Paper Mario is on there. Like it's amazing. Yeah, you could you could play uh you can even get like Superstar Saga, Mario and Luigi played on the TV, which is awesome. That's on there. Yeah. It's, it's, you can it's get an amazing freaking, game. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers, the original one for DS. You can play it on your Wii U. Yeah, and like and like uh Star Fox Command and a bunch of other mm-hmm. Yoshi's Island, the one with that has Donkey Kong in it and all that, baby Donkey Kong. It's uh and Baby Peach. Xenoblade and Chronicles X. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Like, that was, yeah, that, that always kind of killed me because I bought the 3DS one and then Xenoblade Chronicles original was was ported to Wii U as a as like a virtual console thing. And I'm like, damn it, that's the version that I wanted. But now I have the definitive edition that is the best version. But yeah, I, I'm just, it's cool to play Xenoblade Chronicles again. I am a little overwhelmed by all the side missions, but I'm just going to carry on and keep doing what I've been doing and just side mission the fuck out of stuff until it's done. And then I go to the story mission. That's what I've been, that's what I've been doing. And, it, and it's actually a good companion for podcasts and stuff. So I actually listened to all of the RNC, all of uh, Chapo Trap House's uh, Twitch stream of the RNC last night okay, while, good. while I was doing, uh, <laughs> while, while I was doing uh, side missions. So no, I mean, they, I didn't really listen. I mostly listened to them commenting on it more than I listened to all the whatever. GoFoil speech. Yeah. That was just because I had to witness the horror. The GoFoil speech? Yeah. Oh, what? That's Mel- uh, with Melania? Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Was that the first day? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I watched She's the, like uh, exact she like I've seen like memes of her as Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers. Oh, sure. Oh, the one that well, the one that was yelling that was constantly yeah. yelling at everyone. She just yeah. yells. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I heard, I saw like jokes. She's like a combination of like, yeah, uh, like of Rita Repulsa and like, weirdly enough, the little kid in the, the viral like video that went around a while ago, probably like a long time ago at this point, where the kid was like riding a bike and he finally wrote it. And they're like, do you have anything to say about riding a bike? He's like, I believe you can ride a bike too. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> never, never, it's totally never like that. those two things combined. It's like very childish and at the same time villainous. Yeah, but it, it's good if you want to. Yeah, if you want to listen to podcasts, it's good to do side mis- side missions for that. Um, I also there there's a, there's a big sale. Uh, we'll talk. I mean, we can talk about it now. Uh, Nintendo, there's a big multiplayer sale going on right now. Like the Luigi's Mansion is on sale. Um, Burnout Paradise is at the lowest it's been so far. It's at thirty five right now. And I'm I basically I made a deal with myself. If it ever gets below twenty, I think I'll buy it and I'll try it out. You know. But I think that's where I'll get it. Yep. It, it keeps it keeps going down. I mean, just the fact that it was on sale for like five dollars on PlayStation Four makes me incredibly mm-hmm. reluctant to buy it on Switch for like fifty dollars or whatever it came out of. It just seems like it seems like such a slap in the face to the people who own Switches 
to be like, oh yeah, well, you know, here's Switch tax because you'll buy anything. You know, it's just like the same game is like selling for nothing on PlayStation 4. Like it's, come on, dude. So that's, that's how I feel about that game, but it keeps, it keeps going down. So whatever. But I did end up getting pod, uh, Star Wars episode one racer because, so what do you think? Uh, I, I've been curious about that. One. Uh, yeah, it went down to 10 bucks. So I was like, Oh, cool. $10. I can do that. So I, so I did, I got, I got that and I also preloaded, uh, moon, which, uh, I, next week when we talk about it, I'm going to try not to do all the stand jokes that I can, but you know, M O O N, that spells game. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> That's uh, if you guys, if you haven't seen the stand or read the stand from Stephen King, you have no idea what oh, I'm talking okay. about. Okay, I thought you said stand like S T A. I thought you said stand too. Why would I say that? I don't say stand. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't it's know. just we were talking about internet culture, like just sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I stand with the stand. That's what I'm saying. No, there's there's a character in the stand who says M M M O O N spells whatever. That's like his thing. It's okay. he. That's he's yeah. That's what he says. He's like, M-O-O-N, that spells whatever. And it'll be a different thing. And he says it like 20 different times in the movie. I thought about getting quotes for that and using it for whenever Moon comes out. But yeah, I, pre- I preloaded the game. It's only $18.99. Uh, it's like a gig and a half. It's, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that big to download. So I have it ready to go. It's actually supposed to launch on Thursday, which is now. I've ar- I already checked it at 11 o'clock. It's not available yet. But I was hoping it would be available at like 2 so I could play it early. But I'll definitely be streaming it on the on the Twitch channel. I will be avoiding that because I want this to be my I want this to be like when you go see a movie without ever watching a preview. That's kind of what I want for this game. You wanna you wanna avoid what my Twitch stream? I have to. Oh that's fine. Going care. cold. That's fine. You don't have to watch it. I'm just I'm gonna stream go it just for the fun of it. Yeah. It. I did hear I mean I've heard about the premise of the game. I won't repeat right, it if you guys don't wanna I mean I've read enough it. about it. Yeah. Like my my interest in it was definitely driven by reading about things before I even knew we were going to get it in the U.S. Yeah, and the premise is pretty cool. It sounds better to me than the than the Undertale. I just don't want it to be like Undertale. I can't. Well, it's, I can't fight anybody. <laughs> though it was an influence on Undertale, I think the it, as a concept more than I don't think the guy had actually played it. Mm. Toby Fox, I don't think he actually played it. Yeah, because it's pretty hard to do. But it is, yeah, it is the official release in America for Moon. So yeah, I'm excited to play it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to play it after we're done here. But yeah, I have that. Um, but on the Star Wars episode racing, episode one racing, this is obviously, this has to be like a PC, a port of a P- PC version of it, uh, because there's a yeah. whole lot of FMB stuff in it that was definitely not in the 64 version. Like every mm. every race before you start, there's an FMV showing like the planet or whatever. And well, th- th- this was on Dreamcast. Yeah. So maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe maybe it had FMV on that. But the version that I played was a 64 one, and this one has stuff added to it that wasn't in there. Is all I'm saying. There's like some, you know, FMV scenes that look like 90s FMV scenes. You know, it doesn't really change the game at all. The actual. The game plays incredibly smoothly, and I really like playing older games that are like super smooth and look great in HD. And this one does, you know. Well, and Dreamcast was also like, yeah, Windows based mm-hmm. in some weird ways. Yeah. So, well, I know, I know it was Probably ported was a PC port. I thought that the I thought that Episode One Racer was originally a sixty four exclusive, and then it was ported later. So it must have been a time. It might have been a timed exclusive, and then they added stuff later. They did the same thing with uh, Shadows of the Empire. It was a it yep. was a timed exclusive, and then they added FMVs later. So I figured they did the same thing with this. But regardless, it doesn't take anything away from away from the game. The game still plays exactly the same as it does on sixty four. 
I've already I'm already stuck in the same spot that I was on the 64 one. And I remember the 64 one being really fun, but then getting really hard. And this one's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. I played through the first set of levels, which I thought was really easy. Like the first few races, I was like, damn, this this is actually kind of easy and kind of boring for some of them. Yeah, and the then, difficulty curve is. Yeah. And once you, once you get to the second set of races, I beat the first race. And then the second one is just like, boom, super hard all of a sudden. Where I'm, where I'm, I went from like getting first place from the race before and now I'm getting like 10th in the second one. And I can't, I think the highest I ever got was like eighth. Like it's now really, you're understanding yeah. why Anakin was such a powerful young child. Why he was, he was so mad because he, well, you know, supposedly he, he lost all of those races. So that's why he was uh, building up all of that dark side energy or something. I don't know. It's, it's pretty funny. Like the, you know, I think that, I think Jake Lloyd did do the voices on it. Cause I remember him talking about, uh, I thought he, I thought I heard him talking about it on Jay Leno or something like around the time of when episode one came out in 99. He was on one of those shows that we just watched. Um, like t- he was sitting in a fake pod racer at E3 or something talking oh. about it. So yeah, they put him out on, on the tour to talk about yeah. the game. I thought maybe he did the voice. I mean, the voice is just like, like I said, you know, now this is pod. It has all the terrible lines from episode one from Jake Lloyd, where he's like, "It's working," and like whatever he like he does that whenever you repair your pod your, your pod racer, and it's so stupid. But oh it's, boy, my name's Anakin. Yeah, but you don't have to play as him. Like, there's a whole bunch of under a- other aliens there that you've never re- <laughs> that you never recognize and never loved, but they're in there. I actually always used to play as Saboba, and I still haven't unlocked him yet. So it kind of. Uh, it, it kind of bums me out. I don't remember how I got him in the original one because somehow I ended up getting him, but I'm still stuck in the same area. But, but yeah, you That's get the. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking. Wait, who's the one? Who is Zabola? Zabola is the, the shopkeeper, the flying one. No, that's the Watto. Flying, the flying chicken guy. Okay. No, Watto is the shopkeeper. Zabola no. is the is the like antagonist racer who has okay. like who has like the feet where he like grabs up with his feet. He stands. He like uses his oh, hands right. to walk. He walks around on his hands, and he uses his legs to grab people. Yeah. And he ends up uh, sabotaging Anakin's pod racer. He like breaks the thing on the side to try to get him to crash. And yeah, fucking he, jerk. Saboba is like the reigning champion of of pod racing. He's won every time, and he's a cheater and all that stuff. But I, I like Saboba. I thought he was cool. You know, he wasn't as he wasn't Watto, which Watto is man. The Watto shit in this is fucking hilarious. I don't I don't think it's the same voice as the Watto from the movie, but. Like I he, thought Watto from the movie was Cheech Marin. No, it isn't. No way. I mean, Watto from the movie is incredibly racist, and he's also incredibly racist in this too. I, I think. I think maybe you thought he was Cheech Marin because whoever was doing it was doing an impression. Wanted probably. it to sound like that, but I don't. I don't think he sounds like Cheech Marin at, at all. He's more of a. I think he's kind of more of like a Jewish racism than like a Mexican racism. Is is, is what is what I'm getting from it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Let, let me know like what kind of what kind of racism Watto is. But it's very much like it's like hey hey you, you come in my store. It's, no, that's not even it. It's like you come in my store. You don't buy. Why you come here? You know, like it's yeah, it's awful. That that's what he says to you. So you can go. You know, you can go to the Watto store. You can buy parts for your racers. You can do it on all the guys. And just standing there li- looking at stuff in the game, he'll just keep talking like that. And he'll be like, "People come in here. They they look. They don't buy. You know." And it's. I kind of, that reminded me of like, you know, like a, like Krusty's father from like the Simpsons, like that, like Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, accent, you know, so that, that's kind of what, what I gathered from it, but it's very Something much from like a Mel Brooks movie or something. Yeah. He's like, he's like a cheap, you know, you know, he's a cheap, uh, swin- swindly, uh, used, uh, used a car salesman, whatever type thing. And 
it's weird, but it's also kind of hilarious just to let just, if you just leave it running there. And I post, I put it on Twitter. So get, look at my look at my Twitter. I did a little capture of it of him just like saying that stuff, being like, "Oh, these people they come in, they don't buy anything," you know. Like it's it's just it's just ridiculous, and it's kind of hilarious just how bad it is because he'll just keep going and going and going. And he also sings a. He'll sing the cantina song like whenever you beat a level, like whenever you beat a race. It's like no, 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 no. So, yeah, Watto is all over the place. So if you love Watto, you'll love this game, which I did think Watto. Was, Watto. I thought Watto was pretty hilarious at the time when I thought that movie was good. But uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, if you like, if you like futuristic racers, if you like, if you like uh, episode one racing, if you were always like, man, I wish I had more pod racing in my life. This is the game for you. But as far as like, do you it, like throwback futuristic racers? <laughs> I do a little bit. It's not. It's not quite. It's not quite a F zero, but it does kind does feel like an F zero game. So, objection, it, your honor. The pod racing scene was kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> is it true you wrote this over a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, spot. Yeah, pod pod racing, fun game. It's uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I think everybody should get it if they like racing on if they wish they had a 64 on their switch there you go uh did you do you did a little bit of the Splatfest, right jeremy very minimally but yeah i played a, two matches oh, okay i i played I, I did a stream of it just because uh you know i was like oh why not and i ended up doing i did a new thing i was like well i'll play i'll play my wrt radio music list and i'll play splat splatoon at the same time just for the fun of it and it was so weirdly because I was playing. This was my RPG mix mixed with like Splatoon, and they don't really fit, but they also kind of no. did fit at the same time. So I thought about okay. I thought about doing that. I was like, I'll do that this weekend. I'll do like I'll, I'll play songs for a game that obviously doesn't fit, but might kind of fit. So that's what I. I mean, if you played only like battle themes, it probably would work. Yeah, but there's. I mean, it was you know the it went from there's like town themes and there's like uh you know overworld themes and boss themes and stuff like that and. I was thinking about using my like water episode that I did that's super chill and playing like Doom or something. And <laughs> just like just you know, take take something that's super Some relaxing and mix it with something that's uh, incredibly intense. So I don't know. I just I it's it's not like yeah it's not like I have uh, viewers to, to piss off or anything. It's just a uh, I not can yet. I can experiment and do all sorts of fun things in there. So that's what I want to be that. pissed off. View tree stream. <laughs> no, you're going to get relaxed while you watch stuff that's tense. That's the it's idea. Like getting a back so you won't be back tense. massage while you're committing the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. It, it it it's like when I it's like when I got a when I used to rent Doom sixty four and listen to Joy Electric while I played it. You know, <laughs> it was like <laughs> I would just be killing demons, but listening to uh, you know what seemed to be happy music, but was very dark if you listen to the lyrics. But yeah, um, I did. I did that for a little bit. I I think I I don't I didn't check who won, but I I played for the chicken. You know, uh, I upgraded a few times. I got to like level twenty seven on there. Splatoon two is still awesome. It's it's always fun to play that game and go back to it. Um, I always want to be the egg because the egg had to have been first. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Genetically, it, I just feel the egg had to have been first. Wouldn't it make more sense for like a creature to involve to like evolve before into a, it was a, into chicken. a chicken, but not an. an I don't know. Before it was a chicken, there was that first egg from whatever the species was before that that laid the egg that was the that ended up being the different chicken that was the chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think I ended up being on the side that had more people on it because there were a lot of times where I was fighting against other chicken lovers, so maybe there was less on the egg. I sh I should have checked two one, but regardless, it's just nice to see that there's more splatfests on the on the game. That's all I really care about. But uh, if the thing that laid the egg 
though, was not a chicken, and the mutation was in the egg. How does it reproduce? Yeah. Well, then the egg came before the chicken, because there was no chicken. Sure. No, I mean, that's what Jeremy was saying, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it could be. I don't know. I I mean, regardless, play Splatoon 2. It's fun. That was the moral of that story. But uh, on a sad note, my right Joy-Con has uh, has gotten the drift. It has uh, it is it has become drifty. It's it's, it's got it's getting it's getting drifty here with everyone. It's uh yeah, I, I actually noticed it when Jess and I were playing um Billion Road because it was starting to it was starting to make decisions for me that I wasn't doing. You know, it's like it's like a Mario Party style game. So, you know, you roll a dice and you decide where to go on the board. And whenever I would roll a one, sometimes the controller would decide to go down and without my approval. It would just do it on its own. So it was very much a right drift from what I noticed. And I was playing um I was playing, you know, Xenoblade and I was watching I was watching like all the states like announce Donald Trump or whatever just because they were hilarious. There's one guy that talked about how Biden was hiding in the shadows killing babies. I wish more people would reference that. I, I haven't seen it used in any, but it was absolutely hilarious. And the guy who said that they have like five guns everywhere. I just, I had that on because I thought that was the actual RNC, you know, that two and a half hour thing. And Trump's speech is pretty hilarious from that too. But, uh, I was just listening to it in the background and playing Xenoblade. And, um, I noticed that the Joy-Con started to drift right. Like whenever I would look right, it just continued yeah. to go right. They're being influenced by what you're <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the TV made TV made the system go nice. right. But no, I, I mean it's yeah, it's definitely there. It seems to be like that for everything. I mean, and I just I've changed I just changed it out and put my orange one on there. So it's brand new, but now Jess and I switches look exactly the same, so it's kind of a little confusing and but they're they're rarely in the same place at the same time, so hopefully we figure it out. But I, I miss I liked a, us having different colors on our switches just so we knew whose was whose. But now that now I have the same Joy Cons in there, but man, that sucks. My whole my my Splatoon set of Joy Cons have gotten the drift. So maybe I should look into trying mm. to send them to Nintendo or something. But it, it sucks. It really it really How many sucks. Joy Cons does make for you now? I mean, this is only two. I have two that went drifty. That was then. That was that set. That was that Splatoon set. It was the pink one and the green one. So now they're both drifty. My original ones never drifted, but I switched them out pretty soon once I got the other Splatoon ones. So I had spent much more time with them. So I do have two gray ones that aren't, that have not drifted, but they do, I mean, they do slide off the side of the switch. And I think that happens with everything. Like I think even my purple one does that now. No, it's, it's, it's pretty solid, but it's, but yeah, the, the gray ones that I have, they slide off, you know, they, they connect, but then you can push them up and they come off without. Without hitting the release, so that's what's going on with that. So it sucks to lose another Joy-Con, but mine still work like day one. And here's the trick: don't use them. Yeah, you don't use them Never. though. You use the pro pro controller. But I like I like to have the uh, you know it's the whole I like the portability. It's really nice to be able to just play it, and it's and it's taken a long time. But I figured with all of the handheld Animal Crossing I was playing because Jess and I would play together handheld and like put a show on the TV and play Animal Crossing, and uh. I figured that I figured that one of them was going to go. Like once when the quarantine happened and I was playing handheld a lot, I'm like, I'm going to lose a Joy-Con somewhere, and now I have. So there it is. It has gone. It has gone the way of the Wii U. The Joy-Con has. Um, I noticed uh, the Hypercharge. There's a demo for Hypercharge. Hypercharge is a game that involves uh, toy characters. Kind of reminds me of uh, Toy Soldiers. Remember that movie? It was like uh, yep. small soldiers. Or small was it small soldiers? 
Yeah. Was Phil Hartman's last movie? Yeah, Phil Hartman's last movie. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that just in the aesthetic, but yeah, it's it, it looked like an army men type game. It was first person shooter thing. I thought it might be fun. Uh, I, there's a demo out for it now and I tried it and it's not really, I'm glad I didn't buy it. It's, it's not really for me. It's not good. I feel like the controls, it's not that it's not good. It's just not what I'm interested in. It's, I felt like the controls were kind of slow, like not as, not as responsive as I thought. Mm. The character moves kind of slowly, but that's not the bad thing. The bad thing is most of the game is basically a tower defense game as a first person shooter. Like you have, there's waves of enemies that you have to kill. There's the things you have to protect. You can build like, you can build like, uh, guns to protect this thing that'll shoot people when they're by there. You can build stuff kind of like Fortnite, you know, but not as, comp- but not, a, you know, Fortnite has more options to it than this does, but it, that's what it kind of boils down to. It's mostly, it's mostly just a tower defense game. And I'm not, I just, I just don't really care for those games. So it's that not, sucks. it's not for me, but I tried it out. You know, it's, it's fine. If you want to shoot some army men, get some, get some aggression out, you know, go for it. <laughs> I have my eye on this one because as I've mentioned to you guys before, one of the things that I've always wanted to see is like a really good army men game. Remember those army men games were always just like so mediocre to bad. Yeah. Like, none like, of them were ever good. They're budget titles though, weren't they? Not, not originally. I think they, they were full price. Was, maybe were some they? of them were. I mean, the original, but, the original ones yeah. were on 64. So they were, so they were full price. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, and I thought I heard some of them were good. I don't know. I never really played them because I don't, you know, I didn't really care that much. Weren't there? I army- rented Sarge's Heroes at one yeah. time, and what? yeah, I remember. I think GamePro gave it like a three point five or something. So I went in knowing it was going to be like an okay, kind of good game, whatever. Yeah, but still, it's just so disappointing. Like mediocre is mediocre is worse than bad. You know, you just see all the what you see what it could be with that game. I think it's such a great premise. I really would like to see something from a small perspective like that, you know, like big epic battle climbing around some bedroom or whatever, mm-hmm. somebody's house. Yeah. The, the, um, I mean, the levels are cool. The but, levels are definitely yeah. really cool. Like I, I did enjoy the way the levels looked and I do think it looks pretty cool. I just thought the, I thought like the movement was a little slow, but, um, but the levels look cool. Like you start out and you start up in like a shot in like a store, you know, like in a Walmart style store, and you can jump on, you can jump on different shelves and stuff and like walk in between stuff. And, and the first level that I played in the demo, you're in a garage and you can jump on a car and like jump on like a workbench and like all these different shelves and stuff like that. And that's really cool. But like what I played of it was just basically, you know, tower defense guys would just go towards your whatever, your base and you would just kill them. And that's all it really was. And there was waves and it's kind of like, eh, that's not really what I'm interested in as far as first person shooters go. I, I prefer more of a, you know, more of the like kill everything doom style. And it's doesn't really seem to be like that, but you know, people say the online is good. You know, I don't think there is any online on down the demo, but whatever it is, what it is. It's on sale for like, uh, what? 13 right now, 1399. So, which is pretty cheap, but it's not really, it's not my thing, but I do think, I do think it looks good. The graphics actually do look good, but uh, speaking of a game that doesn't have good graphics, that's my segue right there. Uh, Exit loop. The game that Jeremy and I both got from the uh, from MGC and and last week you did kind of you did kind of bounce off at the time of when we were talking about the MGC stuff, so we didn't really get to talk about it that much. But um, I did find uh, I did find there's a pin in there as well, so it was four things. There's a shirt, a shirt, a bag, and a pin. But uh, Exit Loop, yeah, the Exit Loop game, uh, it works. I plugged it into uh, you know I put it in my NES. It booted up really easily. It has a very, very annoying song at the title. Oh, yeah. 
And there's only two songs in the whole game. There's the title song, and then there's the play song. The title song's way better. The t- <laughs> I don't know. The title <laughs> song is awful. Like I, I thought they were they were both pretty awful. But I mean, it's you know, it's it's fine. I don't expect this to be like Legend of Zelda or something like that for the NES. But it's cool that it works. You're basically a little character. You run around and get these like. I don't know. They're like heads with bodies or something. I, I couldn't even tell what they're. What do you think? They have a name. Uh, hold on. It's like what are you supposed to collect in there? It doesn't say. Well, it probably says it on the box. It doesn't say it in the game. Yeah, there's there is actually a like a little manual in here to make it authentic, and they are called Onks A N K H. Oh, okay. Yeah, they look they look like Onks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. It's not yeah. really a control manual, but it's at least, or rather, a player's manual, but it's a little foldy thing. So, yeah, so you jump around, you get these onk things. There's one at the very beginning that it points at, and it basically says, get this. And then there's these little, like, dog things that are moving around. If you touch them, they kill you automatically. There's they're also platypi. They're, they're platypi? Uh-huh. Okay. Isn't the cartridge supposed to be a name tag, too? Right. So, originally, you would have... Worn this, it would have been in your lanyard to like show you were VIG. Oh right. I don't think you like were required to wear it, but I've seen like when I went to Portland, the PRG E or whatever it's called in uh, 2017. I think so. Yeah, PRG E, like, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah, yeah. People are wearing the uh, their cartridge as a name badge, so I figured it was the same sort of thing. The bag. I mean, the bag is cool. We've been using the bag as like a lunch bag for. You know, for delivering. So we've just been putting our food in there to eat in the car. Uh, I already, I've worn the shirt. The shirt fits really well, you know. I, I, I put, I put I haven't that tried off, wearing the so. shirt yet, honestly. My, my shirt, my, yeah, my shirt was good. It's a, I got a comment from somebody while I was out delivering about it. They're like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's a convention that didn't happen. <laughs> is, yours, is yours green as well? It is, yes. It's the same color and all that. This one? Yeah, that's it. It's cool. But yeah, the game the game in itself isn't all that fun. Uh I don't remember how many I got before I beat it, but I beat it in probably about like 15-20 minutes if you want to call it beat it. But yeah, you, you collect these little onk things. They're they're actually yeah, they're on the front here. You can see them these these guys right there. But you you collect them and then and then if you can get all the way to the end where it says exit, it basically says like this is the end. Do you want to try again? And then you can try again and try to get more of them. But it's yeah, it's really really simple. It very much feels like a demo, like a like a, a you know old 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 demo. And at least it, it's cool that it works. I'm glad that we got it. It's a neat thing. But as far as a fun game to play, not really. I like I like what you put in the notes here, Jeremy, about it. Oh, I, I wanted to. Uh, I saw that Trey was going to play it on Twitch, so I was like, I don't want to have it ruined for me. I'm going to go ahead and like set up my NES and because uh, I hadn't played it yet at that point. So I like threw it in the NES and started playing it, and I was like, "All right, now I'll turn on the Twitch." And by then, Trey was already playing another game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was it was over really quickly, and I was already like pretty annoyed by the opening song, and and I got to the end. I'm like, okay, I don't need to play this game anymore. So I switched over and did Blackthorn, and I played through the second level set of levels. So that was cool. Still, I'm still playing that game. I still think that game's great. Like, it, I think it has aged really well, and it just works works just as well as it did. The animation might be a little slow, but it's no way as it's nothing like a flashback or any. I think flashback is a, not a good game, but Black Thor- it's better than Blackthorn is. It's, it's better. It's I think it's better. I think it's better than most of those. I think it's probably the best of those 2D adventure games from Super Nintendo time. 
in my opinion. But yeah, I, I beat that game. Uh, so I guess that's my beat of the week in, in addition to Night Slashers. So there you go. I did both of those. Um, I bought the short, I bought the short hike soundtrack to use on last week's episode. It's really good. I mean, I found it on Bandcamp for like $7. So I paid eight for it just to throw an extra buck to the, to, to the artists, but it's good. I mean, the music's really good on there. Like all of it's great. Like I love short hike. Like that game is awesome. Like it's, it's definitely on my list of best games of the year. Like I think it's just great. And I, you know, to the point of I beat it and then I kept playing it to try to get, I haven't unlocked everything, but it, it almost, it almost feels like a smaller RPG. Like you meet somebody. It, or like, or like a Animal Crossing. You, you meet somebody who has a certain thing that you can do. Once you get enough, once you gain enough abilities, you can come back and do that. And, and and everyone has like a thing that you can do for them, and they all have a thing that they will give you because of that. So like every single character in the world has has like their own like side quest that you can beat. Mm-hmm. Kind of even like uh, Majora's Mask. It kind of reminds me of that, and it's it's great. It's it's awesome. Like I like the way it, I like the way it looks. I like the way it plays. It's super. Had a lot, a lot, a lot of fun with that game. So even like, and I beat the whole game without even figuring out how to fish or like how to get the boat and like all this other stuff. So I was fine. Oh, you didn't fish? I didn't fish at all. I didn't even find the fishing pole until I'd already beat the game. I also did not get the boat though. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, the boat. Well, you actually, you know, we beat in the game, right? It's not going to be that much of a spoiler. But yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, I guess it's, my three peep. It's not like a. It's before you get to the credits, but when you get to the thing that your character is trying to do, you know how you get to the get to the yeah. top or whatever it'll basically put you down on an island after that that's where the boat is the boat is right there where you land after you go to the top of the thing and there's there's a guy there's a guy in a thing and you have to pay him like a hundred dollars i think and he'll give you the key to the boat and you can always use the boat you don't have to pay for it again like whenever even if you like beat the game you can come back and and come back and go around and explore stuff but the boat's really cool because you can just drive through the water really quickly and there's all sorts of extra islands and stuff that you can explore around that but yeah no it's it's just like it's just a pleasure to play it's you know it's a short it's one of those things where it's like it's a short game but i but all of it is is fantastic like even after i did the thing that i was supposed to do i wanted to keep doing it because i thought i, I still wanted to keep playing it and finding all the other stuff in there and it's, it's a well-realized yeah. like micro world oh yeah yeah i mean it's big but it's really not that big yeah but it feel it's small, but it feels big. It does still feel mm-hmm. big. Like I find myself getting lost. I mean, there's no map in there, but I guess I think it's kind of better that there isn't. You know, you can just. I like the tre- how the own. treasure maps are really just clues. They're not. Actually yeah, they don't. They don't show you anything. They just tell you where to look. And I and I like. I mean, I like very the much. The riddles it's, are cool. Yeah, it's it very much encur- it encourages you to look for stuff. It's like a lot like Breath of the Wild in a smaller scale. You know, it's it encourages you to look look at everywhere and on the area and try to find everything. And that's mm-hmm. cool. That's what's so cool about it. I also the other night, the other night, I had uh, Jess and I were drinking, and I was a little bit drunk. But I found I found out that the that the newest Troma movie is premiering this Saturday at a at a virtual at a virtual film fest Saturday night. Oh, cool! And I bought a ticket to it for eight dollars. So, oh, cool! I'm excited to watch the. Well, I mean, it's. You know, it, it's not on a time. It basically, it's gonna, it, you're gonna be able to watch it's it like drop. It, yeah, it's gonna drop at a certain time. But you get, I think they give you like a month or something to watch it. And if you start watching, it's like a rental, it, basically. Yeah, if you start watching it, you get like 40 hours to finish it or something like that. So yeah, so hopefully next year, next next year, hopefully next week, I'll be able to tell you how I feel about uh, Troma's newest movie. So I'm uh, just Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Yeah, I was hoping we would watch it together because she was really. She doesn't have to buy her own ticket. No, no, it's just. I, we just played off a website. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. 
I know, I know what you're talking about, but, uh, yeah. So it'll, it'll be cool. I'll be, I'll be excited to watch it. So yeah, I know she's excited about to see how they do the Tempest. And I read some reviews of it and people are actually really liking it. So they say it's a good, like, swan song or, or it feels like a swan song for, for Lloyd Kaufman. It's very, it's very reflective of like on his career and, and stuff like that. And, and that's in the state of the world and all that sort of thing. So I'm excited to see it. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got for the week. Cool. Well, uh, I wanted to make it very apparent up front that this was the week where I beat games. I beat three games this week. You did. Um, but I did take some liberties with uh, what justifies beating a game. For instance, I do count exit loop. That's fine. I mean, you, you got to the end of it. It's fine. I mean, I beat it in like <laughs> 10 minutes, like you said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> second or third try, I got through it. Yeah. Um, it It is built to be like, I think probably they were hoping when it came out, when there was actually going to be a convention that people would play it and try to compete for the high score at the yeah. show or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it would make sense. It's being like a competitive game in that way. Mm. Yeah. Because it really, that's the deep. point of the game is just how many of those little tokens you can get before you leave. So uh, it doesn't hold quite the same metal. Other than I just think it's cool. It's my first like uh, homebrew NES game. So for that reason alone, I think it's pretty cool. And it's like you got the cool like alternative colored plastic. And yeah, that's true. That's my first as well. So. How cool is it that it just freaking boots up in my old NES? You know? yeah. And also, I'm using the as, as you are Trey. I'm using the blinking light wind. So blinking light that's wind. Another, is, like, yeah, that's another like that's another tie to Wisconsin. Who Wisconsin? Stay safe, Wisconsin. Stay safe. Yeah, Wisconsin. I love you. Yeah. So, Got some stuff going um, on. There's some shit going down there, but I love Wisconsin and I love my experiences there. And it was just cool, like using the blinking light wind to play this, uh, to play this uh, super duper homebrew game. Or I don't know, it must be must have been tough to make, but at the same time, it's a shell of a game. <laughs> can, I, can I can I ask you this? Uh, what game did you have in your NES that you had to pull out to play uh, Exit Loop? Oh boy! Just out of curiosity, do you remember what was in there? Yes. What was it? Bible Adventures. <laughs> what uh, What do you think was in mine? If you guess, I don't think you'd guess it. Uh, what was in yours? Um, uh, Journey to Silius. Oh, I don't have that game. No, it was uh, Dragon that, Warrior. It wasn't Dragon what's Warrior. What's the one with the uh, What's the one with the gravity? Oh, Metal Storm. Metal Storm. Oh, that game's great. I do have that game. No, uh, actually, the game that was in there was a uh, Shadowgate. The that's what okay. I had in there. Because I was hoping to, I was hoping to play it with Jess at some point, but we haven't gotten around to it. Just because it's a really, you know, it's a fun game to play. Just because it's all about just trying to figure shit out. You know, it's one of those games that I think I talked about it before. I'm sure, but you know, if you were playing it in the '80s, it could have taken you years to beat it. But once you know how to do it, you can beat it in 20 minutes. You know, <laughs> it's one, it's one of those type of things. But I love Shadowgate. I think it's great. I mean, Jeremy and I, we did a whole episode about what Shadowgate and uh, what was it? Deja Vu? Was that the Deja other Vu? one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also made by Kimco or rather published by Kimco. Yeah, the same company. So, But Shadowgate, yeah, that was, that was what was in there. Um, I did think about booting up Deja Vu, but for ver- for a very brief second. So setting up the uh, NES to play Exit Loop was actually probably the best part of the whole experience because <laughs> now I've got it set up and I can play any NES game I want at any point. You should. So I'm excited for that. Um, you should do a speed run of Dino Wars, your favorite game. Good. Love that game. You could do a speed I was playing, run for uh, the Twitch channel. I played all the Mario's last night briefly because I have all three. I have multiple copies of all three. Have you beat Bible Adventures? 
<laughs> I beat the uh, yes. You, I beat the uh, Noah's Ark one before. Yeah, because there's like three. Isn't there like two or three different versions of the? There's three games uh, on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the things that. And the only one I played all the way through is the uh, Noah's Ark one. Mm. Are they kind of the same? Like they're all like lifting animals and carrying them around exactly or something. The same. Yeah, they all have the same mechanics. And the music's the same in all of them. Yeah, it's like only one song. I think there's only one song in the whole game. I remember because um, I used it for our Bible Adventures episode with uh, with Nathaniel Lockhart from Memory. It's Machine. just it's my favorite. That. It's like the existence of it in itself is so illegal and like so well maybe not illegal but so shifty that so illegal and so pure at the same time. It's so hilarious. <laughs> as a, yeah, it's a Bible game where they had to freaking subvert like <laughs> copyright law in some way. To, they got to they got to break the law to get. Got to break uh, the law to get Bible stuff in your hands. It's like here, we're breaking the law to force Jesus on you. Yeah, that's really what it is. Um, it's a shat, shoddy game with strong biblical message. Uh, but anyway, moving past that, uh, I finally beat Paper Mario. I got it. I got to like. Woo! I got it. I got to say that you did I it. Said I would. Mm. Said I would. Everybody. I said for the podcast, <laughs> I was going to take one for the team. Did I'm you use that very terminology? <laughs> So I'm going to buy this fucking game and I'm going to beat it. And I beat it. Did you, you. what was it like beating you. that boss? The did, final boss. Did you immediately? I was so happy. Did you so immediately happy. delete it off your system right after you beat it? I didn't delete it off my system, but I was very, you spit at your switch and deleted it. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I was in the living room and I was playing it while uh, Shauna was doing something on her computer. So it was like one of those cases where like, I just, every few days I would throw, I'd throw it on. I'd play it for a little while and I would just turn it off. As I was saying, I wouldn't even like wait to be defeated by the boss. I would just quit. And uh, I finally just got the right combination of like his forms to where I got through that first part. And then after that, it was smooth sailing because there are he is multi tiered. Um, he's got multiple uh, incarnations as a final boss, you know, like any other good RPG boss. But um, the other forms are not that hard. And they also let you continue. If you lose, they let you continue from. Mm beyond the the initial boss fight so oh so you don't have to start at the beginning that's good right so i fucking beat that game and i'm never gonna play it again ever never ever 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 ever. would you still recommend it though well what what is your final impression of the game now that you've beat it like what would you give it if we were give if we gave number reviews to games or whatever what would you or even if you just give it a review on the spot right now okay i would give it um out of the spot i would give it a uh fortune teller out of origami or or so on i give it a fortune teller out of crane it's like if you made like the most rudimentary origami and said you were an origami master that's what this game is okay so it's a you can't truly make a crane so it's a two and a half out of out of five out of five it's two it's a solid three out of five okay out of a ten do the math six I mean, do you, are you, I mean, you're happy that you played it, right? You went, you went out. I'm so happy I did it, but mostly because I kept a promise. You put your neck on the line for, I mean, I kept a promise is why I'm happy I played through that game. I mean, did you feel like any sort of uh, niceness about it during the credits aside? (laughs) No, you're just like, fuck this game. I saw the word Koji Kondo, which is a name actually, not just a word, but when I saw Koji Kondo to the music, I was like, all right, well, the music was good. The music's great. Yeah. Remember that. And, um, it's just like color splash in the sense that it's very cool and to just watch it. Like you look at, yeah. Anyone who just like watched me play it. Like if I like streamed it, the whole like playthrough on Twitch 
and someone came on and watched 30 seconds of the best parts of it every day, they'd be like, that was a great game. But like any other RPG, you know, there's a lot of tedium and um, I don't there, You know what? Like I got so hung up on that last part. I'll tell you what, I'll give it a 3.5, but mostly because of the desert level. The desert level was really, really cool. And you actually get like a car you get to drive around and it's a shoe. It's like Kuribo's shoe as a car. Mm-hmm. And you have to like solve these mysteries and all this. And the Sniffits have taken over a town and the Sniffits are hilarious. That gets an extra five, 0.5 points for the Sniffit area. Yeah. I mean, it- My recollection of this game is that you were hesitant going in. There was a point where I think there was a little bit of a peak where you actually like liked the game. And you're like, this is pretty cool. You should check it out. And you it, seem to recommend it. Yeah, you really and enjoyed it for a while there. The last two or three weeks hit where you were fighting this end boss and it all just went to shit. <laughs> yeah. Well you got the you got the final boss syndrome as as I've you know, as I've hit and to be fair, it's one of those cases where they kind of assume you've mastered the systems. So they're throwing the whole book at you at the end. I never mastered the systems. Yeah, you and that's what I, I heard. I only beat yeah. the final boss because I got the right combination of forms. And one of the forms I literally was hitting the screenshot button how to set up the the arrows. Oh, sure. That's the secret to that form is that you remember what it is before he mixes it up. So I would click screenshot it. He'd move it. Then I'd keep hitting the home button, go to the screenshot. Okay, go back to the game, move this tile. Go back to the home menu. Wow. (laughs) Just screenshots. And it was very tedious. Yeah, talking about tedium right there. It worked. That is the lord of tedium. So, um, yeah, it's it's not a great game, but it's not a great game. <laughs> but I beat it, so you beat it though. Fuck yes, put that in my goddamn tally for the year. Yeah, and and you I'm put like going and back it counts the- just as much as Exit Loop. How about that? Well, not not quite. No, no, harder. I mean, you get you, you get more points for because you put like a you put like a good like forty fifty hours in there is what it yes. looks like on the um, four thousand fifty hours. <laughs> no, it was a, it was it was about probably forty five hours. I'd say. Yeah, I mean that's what it was saying on your profile. It said like four, mm-hmm. over over forty hours in Mario. Yeah, and in, in Paper Mario. I did notice. So like after I beat it, it's like you unlocked these things, and what it was was uh, more like, art in the museum because <laughs> there's like a museum that kind of like does a whole like collection of all media as you're going through the game, and then you can go back and look at like cutscenes or well, I don't even know if you can look at cutscenes. You can look at art from different levels and you know it's all divided up into the the different kingdoms i don't know if they call them kingdoms but like the different sections of the the world where the ribbons are and they're all very different like you know desert mountains blah 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 etc uh i beat it the end i'll never talk about this game again <laughs> um that's a, yeah that's too bad because you you were really positive on it at the beginning there and i mean unless a, yeah. unless a listener brings it up and wants to know more I'll talk about it more, but I don't really see much reason to talk about it. Um, how about this? If anyone's listening who actually cares to vote, um, should I pop open one of my copies of the uh, sticker star and play through that? Because at this point I've put myself through some pretty <laughs> terrible shit with the paper Mario series. And should I do that? Or should I go to uh, what was the one super, uh, super paper Mario? I do have that one. No, the one with the, uh, um, the one that was the crossover between the 
Mario and Luigi. Oh yeah, Paper Jam. Paper Jam. Do you yep. have Do you have Paper Jam? I don't. Okay, so I, I think I you even, go. I go with the Sticker jam. Star because that's of the series directly, and you're already in that zone. Like if you leave this zone, you're never going to want to come back here again. And until I mean, I you're, don't. until Paper yeah. Mario. Uh, Tiramisu King happens or whatever the next one. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Where the fuck am I ever going to make a Tiramisu? Uh, well, well, uh, Paper Mario Wallpaper King or whatever they're going to, whatever the next game is. I don't Paper know. Paper Mario what. Cardboard Grave. Box What's Factory. You go to like, you go to like gravestones and put the piece of paper on it with a crayon and like. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever do that as a kid? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah, yep. I did that for sure. Paper Mario Grave. Grave Paper. Uh, grave rubbing. What, what's it called? Uh, plagiarism. Paper Mario gla- grave plagiarism. <laughs> grave plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you'll be you'll be back on in the next Paper Mario. Don't pretend you love of that. Of course, series I will. Secretly. That's been my. I'm the origami ambassador. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine with like not playing it. That's I'm. There, I've said it before. There's just there's so many RPGs on the Switch. There's other stuff I can play. It's fine. I don't need to play this game. Yes. Uh, there's other yeah, RPGs no. that I'd rather play than this game. Like, there's a lot of other games I'd rather play than Paper Mario Origami. Here's the thing. So, if you're ever, like, <laughs> um, kind of thinking about your nostalgia about Mario and about, like, the old Mario RPG games. It's not there. Uh, I don't have... It's, like, um, it's gone, I man. I want to play something <laughs> where I can, like, kind of zone out, kind of, like, cool, see some cool visuals, and, like, have, like, you know, some pretty cool... Pu- I think some of the puzzles were pretty cool. And, like... A, a few interesting character arcs, and you're like, maybe I should just do it. Maybe I should just play this game. Don't, Don't do fucking it. do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can't I'm not, recommend this game. I'm, I'm pl- not planning on doing it unless I yeah. find it for really, really cheap somewhere. Maybe if I find a physical yeah. version of it in the future that's really, really cheap, maybe I'll get it. But I this think- will not show up on my game of the year list. Sorry, Color Splash, you only did that because the Wii U. Because you didn't play anything straight. else. That's why. Because you didn't play, you didn't play the better game. Because I didn't play Mar- Mirage Sessions. Yeah, you didn't play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Would you have that too? Which but, I still haven't. Yeah. By the way. No, what another, you should. Another game. Wait, should I open up and play Mirage Sessions or Sticker Star? Well, I think. Uh, I mean, both of which are sealed. This, this is what I. This is what I think. I think that because you, you know, dislike Paper Mario Origami King so much, that you should go to the one that it, I think is unanimous, unanimously voted as like the worst paper mario game and see if you like if you hate that more than origami king maybe you should go to like the bottom of the totem pole go to the game that everyone pretty much hates i don't think anybody likes sticker star i mean i'm sure there's some people that do but as much as i hate a color splash oh okay but i think you should maybe since you're still in the realm you should go to the worst one and you have two of them sealed the thing about color splash is that the thing about color splash that was nice slash terrible was that you didn't have to learn the systems to 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 beat the final boss? You just had to spam the strongest attacks. Yeah, I think I think that's how Sticker Star Which is. You can't also. do you can't do that in Origami King. You have yeah. to have some sort of handle on how the game works, which is probably a sign of good game design in some regards. But I didn't like the game design, yeah. so I didn't want to learn that. And well, so well I was yeah. <laughs> when I got to the end, it didn't. didn't really understand how to do it yeah which i sort of learned i gotta be honest i learned a little bit at the end out of necessity but not enough to go back to but here we are still talking about it i don't want to talk about it anymore. yeah I, I'm uh, sure. let, 
I'm pretty sure that we have. I mean, we got a lot of we we got a lot of traffic for our Paper Mario related stuff. So I'm pretty sure that our listeners want to hear your final thoughts, and they did. I will be and there they are. the org, the uh, Paper Mario ambassador. I will be the ambassador. I will play every new Paper Mario game that comes out as long as this podcast exists, and I will subject myself to it. And hopefully, there'll be a good maybe, one. <laughs> I mean, if you look at my Twitter when this game was originally announced, what was it back in February or March? Yeah, it was. I think, so. I, I think yeah. it was March. I, I don't my know. My post was literally. Yeah. I got teary eyed when I saw this trailer. Like I was actually hopeful and excited. So that's going to be backed <laughs> next time. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment, and it's going to be back. And, and I'm your I, I, tune into Nintendo Nintendo Main for the uh, <laughs> for the torture for, of for yeah. the Paper Mario torture the paper cuts to the heart. I think yeah. I think it's because I think it's because you still have for some reason you still have nostalgia for for Paper Mario even though I think there I'm pretty sure I, there are more ones that you dislike than ones that you like. So the nostalgia should be is what it is. Yeah, it should be nostalgia for bad ones now and you should know the abuse that you're getting. How many you total in the series? It. Is it 6 or 7? There's way more. No, well, the Paper Mario series? Just Paper it's Mario. One, two, oh, there's three, four, I four, five. I think it's five. It's oh, I think it's five if you don't so, if you don't count Paper Jam, right? Because it's sixty four, right. GameCube, three DS, Wii U, Switch, five. So that's two good oh, ones. No, I forgot Wii I forgot Wii. I forgot the Wii one. There's six. I forgot Super Super Paper Super Mario. Super Paper Mario. Yeah. Super Paper Mario. What do people think of that one? They think it's like okay. Next. I I personally really like that game, but some people don't like it. And, and I also felt like that game was kind of the game that jinxed the whole series or fucked up the whole, it was like the wrench in the wrench in the gears or whatever, because super paper Mario, I thought was really well written and was really funny. And after that one, they didn't want to do stories anymore. Cause I guess people complained that there was too much story in that. I like the story. Too much that, story in your RPG. But that's what I like is the story. I thought it was really funny. Like I thought it had a lot of really good lines. It has this whole part where you fight this nerd guy that like, who who loves like uh you know calling games bad that he never plays like they totally like make fun of of the audience of of games and all that and I thought it was fucking edgy and great like edgy in a good way at the time like I thought it was written well like your character goes to hell like you die and go to and go to like Mario hell like they just they went a lot of cool places with it I thought and I thought it was really fun and they changed it but they didn't change it enough that I I don't know I felt I didn't feel bad about them changing the system because they basically took out the turn based fighting. And now it was kind of more of an action game, but you could still level up. So I didn't feel that bad about it. But I thought the characters were cool. I thought the writing was done really well. And I really enjoyed that game. But also, granted, it was probably one of the only games out for the Wii at the time. So that might have had something to do with it. But I would love to I would love to play it again. But I sold my copy because I was out of money at the time. And I can't buy the Wii U one because my Wii U won't connect to the internet anymore. So that's my uh, situation on that game. But I would love to love to play it again. We're done with Mar- Paper Mario talk. <laughs> moving on. Um, moving on. Moving on. Moving on for Paper Mario. No more Paper Mario. I, uh... So, or... No, I'm okay. We're done. <laughs> still playing Blackbird. I think that... That game just, like, uh... I don't know how... I didn't know about that game before a few weeks ago, and then all of a sudden it's, like, one of my favorite Switch games. I mean... Now you love it. If I say one of my favorite, I, I mean, it's, like, you know... It's in the top 20, probably... It's nowhere near the top, but it's just one of those games at any point I can just start playing because it's mm. very arcadey. You start over every time. You don't have any. There's no continue. There's nothing like you just got to play through it again. But 
hope that you're better this time. Speaking, of, I, I want to say this before I forgot, but speaking of arcadey stuff, uh, the Jet Lancer actually mentioned us in a, in a tweet uh, on Twitter. Oh, cool! Because uh, nice. they added they added an arcade mode to uh, to Jet Lancer, so but not on the Switch version yet, right? Is it not on the Switch yet? Because they why would they? I don't know. They, they tagged us on Twitter and said, "Hey, Nintendo main, check this out." I haven't and, seen uh, an update on the eShop when I tried to upload it. It didn't like update with it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just I'm saying I hope I want to play that in the future. If it's not on the Switch, I'd like to play it when it is on the Switch. But it's supposed Everybody to be cool. Everybody's not played Jet, Jet Lancer yet. Go check it out. It's great. Oh, it's it's definitely going to be in my yeah yeah in my top ten. Mm-hmm. I still want to beat that game too, but it's so hard. But I definitely want to go back to it. But yeah, Blackbird. I I can't recommend it enough. If you know, I don't know when it'll go on sale again, but it's a great game. Like just it's just so weird and different that. It's just for the, for the music and the experience alone, I think. You know, it's like Binding of Isaac if it were a bullet hell shooter. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like what I've come away from ultimately. And with just really strangely compelling, bizarre, otherworldly music. Um, I also preloaded Moon. Actually, I think I may have been the first one to do that. You were, yeah. Um, you preloaded last week. I've just been like obsessed with this game since I first heard about it. And I didn't know it existed up until, you know, a few months ago. But I think it might have been Retronauts who was talking about it or one of those similar uh, podcasting type uh, collectives that were pointing out that this influenced Toby Fox when he made Undertale. And uh, just really want to play it. And, you know, it came out in 97 in Japan on the PlayStation 1. So 23 years later, we're going to finally get to play it. Mm hmm in the u.s and i'm super excited about it hopefully play Try not to have yeah. my bar set too high because you know that was a weird time for games <laughs> so no matter how like unique the game might be it still existed in that weird uh pre-rendered background fmv yeah i think i mean i think it's a good time for that though i mean because this game is mostly it's still like sprite based though it's it's not like a polygons in a, in a flat background i thought it was more like it was more of like the better side of playstation like the loof like the lunar s- story type graphic you know That's what like it seems like more than more than uh the other ones so i i'm actually i'm excited about it but I, yeah i'm not thinking it's going to be the end all be all game but i'm really excited to play it i'm just trying to be safe. realistic yeah based on the disappointment i've had recently with other games so. did you did, are you talking about chrono cross did you play that one yet I have not. Okay. <laughs> I've played that game before, like to where it's not going to take me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Moon but is the only I, RPG that I'm anticipating. So there's that. Well, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's considered an anti RPG. So whatever, take that as you will. Even though I don't know how, I don't know how the battle system is. And that's always going to be the decider for me as whether I like something or not is how the battle system is. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention I preloaded that because I think that'll probably be something where, talk about extensively next week at that point we'll all have played it or at least some of us i did want to mention i got the luigi's mansion theme that nice. i missed and i'm not sure if it was this I, week yeah. or the previous week i can't even remember at this point because last week ended so strangely mm. but um i did get that and i have it now so of the three new themes they brought back which was it was luigi's mansion and um the uh, ring fit and then it was something else but I had the other two. Uh, the Pokemon was the one that you didn't have, but it wasn't available. 
the Pokemon right, Sword but I'm Shield. saying of the three that they brought back for this throwback or whatever you want to call it, mm. themes. There were three different themes that you could get if you had missed them. Yeah. Yeah, and I got Luigi's Mansion, which was the only one of the three that I didn't have. Mm. So I'm happy about that. So I thought I should mention it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got it. It's a good I still good don't theme. have Pokemon. I'm sad about that, but they haven't brought that back. It's not available. And it's so dumb because I actually bought Pokemon the day it came out. Yeah, you beat it. You beat that game. And and the I DLC. Beat you beat the DLC too. I right? did not beat the DLC. Oh, for shame. <laughs> I have not I barely played the DLC. Oh, that's a shame. I thought I, yeah, you should you should get on that. You really like that game. I should. I played Minimal Splatfest as we were talking about earlier as Egg. It's still a fun game. I still think it's great. I just wasn't really at the time when I finally booted it up, it was pretty late and I didn't play very much. But I at least put a little bit of time into at least say, hey, I stuck my f- toes into the Splatoon tub for a. Uh, Remember, it's still matches. there. Yeah, it's still there. I still own it. I mean, it's still on my Switch. I haven't deleted it. I've deleted a lot of stuff. I mean, I deleted uh, a Zelda game, the Link's Awakening, a few weeks ago. I, I, yeah, I needed space. So I'm, the I'm, fact that yeah. Splatoon 2 is still on there says something for how much I'm attached to that game. It's a good game. The last thing I wanted to mention, and uh, I'm not super proud of this, but fuck it. I bought <laughs> Fall Guys again. <laughs> you were you were the ultimate Fall Guys stand. Again. You stand with Fall Guys. You love um, it, yeah. It's a good game. I mean, it's really like there's nothing like it, and it's the Battle Royale made kitty. And I just love like I like games for you know, I like those the bright colors. Yeah, you the, like the light, like, more lighthearted games. You're not going to die. Right, exactly. Lighthearted. This game is just so lighthearted, but at the same time, it's so competitive and hard. And it's it's nice. And so I bought so why a copy. Did you buy it twice? All right. So I bought it on Steam because I, to be honest, I just wanted to be able to play it when I was in my office. I didn't want to, like, get my PlayStation and oh, okay, it yeah. the living room and bring it in here. And hook it up, you know, which wouldn't have been that hard, but I was just like, why not just have it on Steam and I get to start over again, which is kind of fun too. And it's because like now I'm playing two fro- profiles. It's it's twenty on Steam, right? Like same it was as twenty, yeah. But not only did I buy it a second time, I bought it a third time. Yeah, that's but, that's just ridiculous, man. Why did you why did you buy it so many times? Do you have the rumored Switch copy? <laughs> no, I bought it a third time as a gift for a friend. My friend Dan, um, who Trey, you know, you've met him. I know Dan. Yeah, I've known Dan yeah. for a long time from way Dan, back in Lincoln time. Dan, one of my best time. friends. He's, he's not being able to work a lot. Yeah. He's got kind of a. I don't want to like. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying it, but his immune system isn't super great. Mm. He defeated leukemia as a child. Yeah, and he's just had a lot of like immune sort of issues throughout his life. So. He's one of the people that would be considered high risk to to mm. be working a lot. So he can't work a lot. He does work, you know, when he can, but um, as a result, he just can't really buy games. And I was sure, like, yeah, talking to him about Fall Guys at work when I saw him last week, and he's like, "Oh, that game looks really fun. I'd love to play it. Can't really afford to buy a new game right now, unfortunately. I'm just going to keep playing Minecraft, which he just plays the shit out of Minecraft. Yeah, modded Minecraft specifically." And so I was online last night and when I like kind of instinctively, I may have had a few drinks in me kind of instinctively uh, bought, bought so I could play in here too in my office. I was like, well, Dan, it says on here because Dan's my friend on steam. 
This is on his wish list. He wants this game. So mm-hmm. I just bought it. That's nice. Dan is Dan is really cool. Like I, I have I have nothing but good memories of Dan. Like he's always yeah. been he's always been very nice and awesome every time I've seen him. I think I think I think last time I saw him was was at your other a couple of apartments ago when we played uh, Mario Party Ten, which is yeah. a, which is a weird game, but he really enjoyed it. And there was one time, you know, there was a time when I had gone through like a big breakup, and I went to hang out with you guys in Lincoln, and he was super nice to me and gave me all sorts of good knowledge and and uh, advice about my life and all that. And one of my favorite people, and it was yeah. just like I've always had really good memories of him. So yeah. just thinking about how like much of this game in particular has helped me, kind of like zone out the past couple of weeks especially this past week like i just kind of wanted to pass that on to someone and give, give the gift he's a good friend and i mean he's bought me he's the one who bought me animal crossing on um the 3ds oh nice as my secret santa so like it just felt like it was about time to buy him the game sure so at this point i've spent full 60 dollar. i've spent full price on fall guys well not I'm, not I'm even you fell for it not even to mention the uh, PlayStation Plus that you bought to play it. So, oh god! <laughs> but, I can also, but I can also download some sort of Call of Duty thing. Yeah, I mean, well, also you have PlayStation Plus for what a year? You paid for the whole year, probably, right? So you can I just get paid for a month. Oh, okay. So you didn't pay like you didn't pay like the fifty dollars no. of that. I was going to say you paid over a hundred dollars already for this game. No. I wonder if I mean, is there like a demo you can get on Steam or not to see if it'll work on your on your system, or can you do that? I don't think so. Okay, um, it works great on mine, and I did want to mention I've been using the Steam controller to play it, but not the not that the pro controller, not the pro controller because it'll work. No, on Steam. I mean I could. I just was like, I want to play with the Steam controller just to see how well it runs. It's worked out okay. Yeah. Because I was like, I could try. I'm like, I could try to try it on my computer, but I just I don't like playing com- games on my computer. So I don't know. I guess I could. I really think yeah. you should just get on the PS4. We can play together. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want PlayStation Plus. I don't want to pay that. See, if I got PlayStation Plus, I'd want to get it for a year, and that's like fifty bucks, and I don't want to play that. Pay that for a One system game. for a system that I made that I made sure to make a goal of myself to beat a game on that system. <laughs> you know, it's like. My PlayStation time is so small that I don't want to spend that kind of that kind of money on it. If you get games. PlayStation Plus and you log on one time, that counts as beating it. As beating the PlayStation Plus, yeah, yep. No. It's a. I mean, I really, I had a. I mean, I got a lot of great games from PlayStation Three on PlayStation Plus, but they just haven't. There hasn't really been a whole lot. I guess if I got PlayStation Plus, I get it for free. Blah blah blah. But I don't know. I'm not that interested in, in online games. There's one last thing I wanted to mention, and mainly because it has to do with my quote at the beginning of the show, but it's also something that was just really cool that I was able to get set up in my house. Um, we had an episode about our dream setup, and I think I briefly mentioned this, that I wanted to do this. Yeah. But I set up karaoke at my house, and uh, it's working great. Like, Sean and I like sang for like two or three hours the other night Like mm. after I got it set up, and we're just having a great time with it. Um I bought another soundboard, so now I own two soundboards. Nice. But this new one I bought is actually probably nicer than the one I have hooked to my computer now, but it's not... um, Like, the one I have is specifically made, you know, it's USB, it's made to be used with the PC. The the new one I bought is made just to be, like, you know, in the field or whatever, like, straight up, like... XLR quarter inch output, blah blah blah. Like it's just a, it's just a straight up like soundboard. And uh, 
I love it. And uh, so I'm going to get some new speakers for it in the next couple of weeks, I think, because right now we're actually just going through a couple of computer speakers and it, and it works great, but you know, the sound isn't, it doesn't go, it <clears throat> I guess it wouldn't go through the TV, right? The, uh, no, the- no, because I want to be able to mix it. So I have to take the output. So the way I'm doing it currently, and I can use any input into the TV, but you know, I'm using YouTube to, to, to play videos that have, you know, yeah, that don't have lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I can use any of the, uh, you know, I've used my Switch, I've used my PS4, I could use the Chromecast. But no matter which I use, I have to take the output from the, t- the audio output out from the TV into the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, and then put the uh, uh, mics into that and then mix the two, mm-hmm. which isn't hard at, at all. But that's that's the way it has to be. So I want better speakers. Like, ultimately, I want some nicer speakers that run out of the soundboard. Mm. And then that would be the added benefit of if I watch movies and stuff, the sound would just be better or, you know, listen to Spotify through the Chromecast. It would sound a lot better. I could also run my record player through it. I've got a lot of like ideas for it besides just straight up karaoke. But as far as like the world we live in right now, like I just had no idea how much I was going to just dive head over heels into like karaoke and, you know, we did it for a couple hours straight the other night. As soon as I, I got it up and running, I just, oh, well, let's try this song. Oh, let's try this song. Yeah. Let's try this song. Then we ended up getting pizza and we like got pizza and we're eating pizza and doing it. And it was like a party <laughs> at home. You, it was just me and Shauna. But like, and you felt like, God you were, damn yeah. it, it's some of the most fun I've had in a long time. And, and it, felt, it felt like you were at a Japanese karaoke place where you're like eating and singing at the same time. Yeah, it yeah. was great. <laughs> So, I mean, I got to recommend that as that's my pick of the week. Yeah. Karaoke at home. Like it was not hard at all to do. I was a little intimidated by it initially when I wanted to set it up because I had a lot of ideas about being able to stream it or, you know, capture it in some regard. And like after a while, I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do the most basic setup I could. And I'm glad I did because we were just having a good time, like Mm. trading off songs. And then, you know, eventually we'd be like, well, what song do you want? to hear me do you know and like i'd pick a song for her she'd pick a song for me and uh-huh. she like picked a journey song and i cannot sing that well <laughs> i'm not i can do not have steve perry's voice or range but it was still fun to try and so uh that was that was good and it's been good um i highly recommend if you're at all into live music and you've been missing it maybe give it a try Give, like give some home karaoke a try because it might satiate some of that desire that you're missing. Yeah, we we've just I mean we've just been doing uh well we did only did it one time but we did the game the GameCube Karaoke Revolution was as far as we went and that game in itself is fun but you have a much crazier setup and there's a lot more opportunity for that a lot of options. Yeah, I was like doing the Cure songs the other day like. I was like, I just did like four Cure songs in a row. I was like, fuck it. I just want to like be Robert Smith for a moment and just be kind of like depressed and at the same time, super fabulous or whatever. Yeah, why not? I like the Cure. They're great. But that's about it for me this week. Well, um, yeah, that's it. Did you, uh, I think you mentioned like that you beat Short Hike also, right? For your third beat. Oh, did I beat that? Or did I mention that? I guess I kind of mentioned it in passing, but yeah, I, I beat Short Hike. Did you? Did you right like after we finished? Um, pretty much right after we finished recording last week. Okay. Did you like oh, that? Did you like the game? Rather. Yeah, I love it. Um, I've gone back to it and played it a couple of times since. 
just trying to get more gold feathers, uh. trying to find some of the treasure map stuff. But if I had one thing to complain about, and I don't want to be like one and just bitch about little things, but I don't like the forced camera angle like changes. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like it either. Because you're like I'm with you. When yeah. you get to the very top and you're sailing down, you just kind of want to like be all lackadaisical and you're like mm-hmm. uh, a descent descent, and you can't because like the camera does these hard turns on. You. Yeah, it gets when when you when you get to like trying to explore like all of the mountain and climb different parts. There's some parts that get really really bad where you're trying to like go towards a wall and it automatically flips around and you can't see yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's some stuff that gets really really bad, and that yeah, that in itself sucks. And I'm I'm with you on that 100. percent that's my only complaint yeah. though. Otherwise it's a great game and yeah. there's just so much to do in it. And there's never any sort of pressure to like to do anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I do. I do encourage you if you haven't done it, like just to, just to like finish it, finish everyone's small story. Like every person that you talk to has a thing that they're looking for or like a problem that they have. Mm-hmm. Like try to try to complete all of them because they're all really cool. Like I found, I found all of them to be incredibly rewarding. Even like some that you think might not be a thing end up being a thing. So it's like you can you can kind of help everybody with whatever problem they're having in the town. There is one person that asked for a bunch of my gold feathers, and I wasn't cool with that. But that's the one thing I was like, I bet that has something to do. With you should do it. You should do it though. I did. I did that. I know what you're talking about. Uh, but then I can't do. The, I won't be as free as I am now. It's not. It's not as. It's not as much as you think it is. Okay. That's that's what I'll say. Do it. Just just. Do I worked it. hard for those feathers. Yeah, but you'll be better. You'll you'll be fine. That's what I'm saying. Just just do it. I don't want to give I don't want to give away what happens, but it's don't. I know what you're worried about, <laughs> but don't you don't have to worry about that. Well, uh, why, don't, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll talk about John's stuff and talk about the direct mini. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. 
Bonge Bowser. Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Podcast. Game over. So, John, what have you been doing for the week? Well, this week I watched that Netflix documentary, High Score. Did you guys watch that at all? I heard it was good, but I haven't uh, haven't yeah. watched it. Is that the one yeah, that's created good. by Martinet? It is. Yeah. Or Martinet, sorry. It's yeah, Nate, no, it's, it's Nate, right? It's yeah. that one, and okay. narrated by him. And it's produced by Big Story as the company. You might have seen some of their, inter- their internet videos. They'll do, like, a feature on a notable person. In fact, they did a couple on some video game people, including Charles Martinet. Mm. And I got to think that's sort of what tipped them in this direction to make this documentary. And it's as insightful as all those little things that they put out online. And I I always like those. And I like this one too. Mm. I will say that I think uh, for the most part, if you're somebody like us, it's not gonna be like a whole lot. It's not that deep that you learn, but it's all put together in a very nice package. And there are a few things. There are a few things. Um, Like one thing that I learned uh, was about in the episode on focused on the arcade. Uh, they talked about how everybody knows the story about how Miss Pac-Man came about, right? So Miss Pac-Man came about because some hackers were mm-hmm. basically making mods to arcade games and they made them faster, more challenging. And the arcade operators loved this because this meant people were spending more money on, on their games. And then who's the company Midway. Yeah. Midway went to them and said, yeah, we like, we like this game. We want to actually make it a real thing. And that's how Miss Pac-Man came about. I thought, I thought cool Miss Pac- Namco, right? Yeah. I thought Miss Nam- Pac- Nam- Pac-Man was Namco. Midway was probably distributed. Distributed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how Miss Pac-Man came about, but they actually talked to the guys who they interviewed them. And I thought that was cool. Cause they're not like, you know, notable industry people or whatever these but days. It is pretty cool that that was a, essentially a homebrew game. Yeah, it was like the first homebrew, or probably not, but yeah, it's long. Or an indie, if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah, almost an indie, and they hit it big. So, so they interviewed. It was also in the era of like everything was being cloned anyway. That was like that was the style of gaming. Like all arcade games were like clones of other ones. Pac-Man clones. Well, well, yeah, Yeah. and uh, and, Space Invaders and Space Space Invaders, big time, and like Pong, even before Mm. that. So, yeah, Pong and like uh, Defender and. Galaga. Bunch of yeah, and they went into all those games and and they did a, it's a really good overview. It's six episodes and it'll give you like a nice you know aerial view of the gaming landscape from like 1972, like the very start of everything, all the way through where did they really stop? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say right up to the modern day, but they give you a good overview of everything and Go into it expecting to not not necessarily learn a whole lot, but to enjoy it and be entertained. If you're 
one of us, or if you're li- listening to the show, likely mm-hmm. you already know m- most of what they're going to talk about. I also liked um, they they did a little bit on uh, on Doom. They did a segment on Doom, and they went into like what the offices were like at it at the time, and they interviewed John Romero, not John Carmack. I don't think they interviewed him. I, I don't remember that, mm-hmm. but mostly John John Romero, and he would say like they like to code in the dark and they taped up all the windows and everything. And mm-hmm. they never knew what time it, it was probably. Right. Exactly. They would just blast metal music all the time. That's how they made doom. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I recommend it. Six episodes. They're an hour each. And I think I breezed through them in about two, maybe three days. Mm. That is being like marketed by Netflix is like a limited series. I don't know yeah. if that just means it's got a limited amount of episodes or if they're planning on taking it off. I really suspect that I think it's, it's going to be like along the line. Remember the toys that made us? You guys watch that show too? Yeah. I watched, I think it'll be a couple of, it's like in an equal lane and it'll, it'll be as equally a big hit as that show was. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep, they'll keep making more. I, I guarantee it. It's like an, I love the eighties. I love the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Version of right. Documentary. Yeah. Right. Right. I will say it goes into more depth than that, but it's, it's a pop documentary. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, then the other thing for this week, I didn't buy any games, but uh, I did buy a whole ton of stuff, like a lot of stuff. How did you? Um, yeah, what, did you buy like three air conditionings? Like how you've been you... dropping cash, <laughs> like it's going out of style. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty I sure. Know. I'm pretty sure you can afford a room. I mean, or not room, moon. I mean, you could have paid off moon. my lease. I mean, <laughs> moon, moon's like moon's like nineteen dollars <laughs> since you're dropping like five thousand dollars here left and right. Eight hundred bucks. Well, I so I got the computer game so in there. A little background: so I haven't spent any money really like since this whole thing started i just kind of froze up and with the intent of trying to ease whatever burden i put on the whole systems i didn't buy anything except for food and like you know soap and that kind of stuff and then i bought my computer a couple weeks ago and when i was buying the computer i also kind of budgeted in like i know i need to also get a bunch of stuff that i have been lacking for the last couple months so like a couch Budgeted for that too. I didn't get a couch, no. <laughs> or some um, chairs. <laughs> or what? Or some chairs. Some chairs, yeah. And one guy. I only need one chair. I know, okay? but I mean, what if you? What if you had a <laughs> date? one plate, one bowl, one chair? I mean, what if you got a date, man? No kidding. Like, what if you met? I mean, it's not. We're not the time for getting a date right now because of COVID. But back in the time where you could have gotten a date, what would you? You like going to come to the house? I have one chair. You can sit on the floor. Yeah, hey, I'll good. sit on the floor. Hey, you don't need to worry about it currently. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so what else did I get? I mean, you can always sit on the floor. Let the guests have the chair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Want to sit on my blow-up bed? <laughs> no, I got a. Um, I did get a try one. Finally, got my try run, try one replaced. So I'm be using that. What number? What, a, podcast, uh, what wow. number? What number is this now on the try ones? How many have they been? It's three for me. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, what a important have, piece of tech for you. I have one. It is. It's holding up this iPad right now. That's. Uh, zooming for us. Yeah, I only use it. I use it for. I use it as a, as a as like a screen for me to look at comments and stuff when I stream. Like that's basically all I do is to hold my phone so I can look at what's going on in the make sure everything's streaming right on Twitch through my phone. So that's how I do it. I bought some new clothes. I bought some label makers because I plan on organizing all my stuff, my files and things. I love my label maker. It's a great tool. If you don't have one, you should get one. Like a little like little sticker thing. Yeah, it's a yeah, label maker. You put a, your name on stuff. Property of John mm-hmm. Knitter. He could put it on everything in the in the apartment. Yeah, it looks like a calculator. Labels. You type it and everything. It prints out. 
Mm-hmm. They're actually much uh, nicer I, than they were. And I, I always think of that episode of The Simpsons where, like, you know, Bart has, like, the 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 microphone that talks through the radio and he puts property of Bart Simpson on it and throws it down the well, like that that episode. The label oh, yeah, we got to, like, turn the thing to crank up. Yeah. yeah, label makers are way, way nicer now. If you have – I think I know the one you're talking about because we had one of those at Black Ink when I was working there. And yeah. you can you can make some actually put a lot of graphics and stuff on there. It's like really cool. You can actually do. Yeah, it was only like thirty yeah. bucks. I think. It was yeah, cool. you can do you can do a lot um, of stuff with it. The newer ones you can. I'm trying to get more healthy, so I bought a scale and I bought a really cool scale that hooks up to your phone, and it'll like hmm. track everything for you. Will so, it? Will it like track? Will it like incorporate your steps and stuff in there? I mean, the phone does that itself. Right? Yeah, I don't know. But, I, I I think if it would hook up to your phone, I'm like. Is it just it just tells you the weight like that you are at through your phone? Like, what is the be- benefit of plus, hooking up to your phone? So this the scale also does other things like it it has um, an electrocardiogram, so it'll like measure your heart rate. And I figured, like, I don't really go to the doctor or anything. I don't have insurance, so yeah. I'll spend a hundred bucks on a fancy scale, and maybe that'll be my doctor. I guess. How does that ECG like? Does it have like a? Do you put your finger on it or is it? Yeah. Does it like? Feet does it? Or? Does it measure? You just your, have to stand on it barefoot, and it's got the okay. sensors measure through your toes or something. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So does it yeah. have a sort of a thing where you do like the uh, BMI kind of thing, where like height and weight and all that, and it's sort of like kind of like gives an ideal weight you should be or whatever. It'll do all that stuff, and it's got a fancy app and everything. You know that'll tell you, you know your overweight underweight or whatever you are um, you know what else does that yep. ring fit <laughs> Ring fit. this is true and i actually considered i almost bought it i was this close where was it but where'd you find it at was it was available somewhere i take it uh it was on amazon but okay. uh, i decided i i still i can't really justify because i still have the the we fit and you know something about pushing it up to yeah. you know, my total up to 900 dollars was was mm-hmm. appealing to me yeah. So, well, I mean, you. But are you still using the Wii Fit though? Is the is the question? That's the other thing. Is I kind of fell off, and I feel like I should probably earn Ring Fit if I really want it. I should use the thing that I have. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it another go. Just set just set a timer or something on your phone, or like you know, try to try to make a just trying to find a time of the day where you can dedicate like 20 minutes to it or whatever. I mean, that I shouldn't be talking because I've been thinking about doing this for weeks and I still haven't done it yet, but. I keep telling myself to try to make to try to make like a twenty minute workout thing on Ring Fit, and I'll just try to do it like every day, or at least the days I'm not working, you know, because I'm already running around all over the place doing delivery stuff. And My goal is to that. start back on Ring Fit this coming Monday. Yeah, that's what I was going to try to do because I don't want to, you know, and I don't want to do this adventure mode because that would take me like two or three hours. That's too long. I don't want to do that. I'd rather put together like a pretty compact, tight workout thing that I can do for like thirty minutes a day. And be done with it. You know, that that seems to be what would work out better for me. So that's kind of what I'm going for on that. But you could try to do that for yourself as well. Like just put a reminder on your phone or something that'll like, you know, go off and tell you that you need I mean, to you do it. You can set an alarm and, on your switch where it'll ring fit will make you do it. Well, ring fit. Yeah. Ring fit has an alarm, but if you don't have the game, you can't do it. I don't think. That's true. I don't think you can. So I'm do a pretty avid user of Google calendar and I put everything on the calendar. Yeah. And I have, uh, an exercise time on there. And I have for the past couple of months that I've not been doing exercise, but I look on the calendar. I know it's time to exercise and I do something else. You say no. <laughs> and then you just eat ice cream. No. It's your procrastination <laughs> device. That's not, right. I shouldn't say that. That's yeah. yeah. I bought a bunch of other stuff. I bought some cords. I got any new iPhone cord, you know, iPhone cords are terrible and they just fall apart after like three weeks. So I bought like a really nice one. 
Uh, I bought two of them for like $25 each. Mm. So hopefully those will last. And then clothes and what else? I get? Oh, yeah, I got a really cool fan. Yeah, you said that well, last. Not intended, but you, you said last week you bought it because of like the desert hundred yes. uh, ab- above hundred. And I'm glad you're alive. There's like fucking fire tornadoes and shit down there. It sounds like it sounds like fucking Mount Doom out of like Zelda or something. Like things are yeah, going crazy in California. Yeah, like yeah, I'll put my fan at the fire tornado and yeah. hope, hope it goes away. Yeah, and then there's also like the hurricane too. Like on the other side, it's like everything is yeah plagues. We're gonna see like raining frogs and shit soon. Like everything's going nuts here. And the other big thing I bought was uh, I bought two pairs of shoes, so that tipped the price up too. But yeah, that's what I bought. Oh, you do week, have so. four legs. I forgot about that. <laughs> I do <laughs> need some yeah. for your hands. It's so. a burden. Yeah, he's been walking around on all fours now, just for the fun <laughs> of it. Just for the fun of it, you know. It helps uh, helps grow grow out your your biceps. You know, it helps helps uh, work you out in that way if you, if you put them on all. Yeah. Do you, do you, I mean, do you go out much? I mean, you ordered all this stuff online, right? Like you didn't like go I to did. a store yep. to buy it, but you still have to go. I mean, you still go and get food and stuff, right? Yeah. I'd pretty much go to the grocery store and, um, where else do I go? Yeah. And laundry. That's about it. Okay. Yep. Is, is the fan good? Like, does, is it actually the helping fan is you? great. I was going to say so like, if anybody, I would have, anybody needs a fan. Yeah. I, I'm, I am a huge fan of this company. <laughs> you were you're a fan. You're a fan of a fan. It, you bought a yeah. huge fan that you're a huge fan yeah. of. Is it, I mean, is it like equivalent to air conditioning or are you just against air conditioning? It's a tower fan. And so it covers the whole room. Oh, okay. It, it really works well. And it makes a if difference. I turn it on for yeah. 20 minutes, the whole room is cooled down. Yeah. Yeah, because I would... Uh, I was gonna say I would just buy a window unit or something for your apartment. Some about people in California cooler. don't want air conditioners. I've noticed that. Yeah, people are anti-air conditioners down down there, from what I heard. I guess I know I've heard Henry then talk about it on Retro. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have. Some. I don't know why, but I would like to. I would be interested to know. I, I guess yeah, I just have this impression that it costs more money, and it may not, may or may not be true. Maybe oh, this is something what, that because like, of energy. I know my dad imprinted on me like, yo, don't don't touch the air conditioner, that kind of thing. But in my head, it's just like it costs more money. And then also, you know, when I'm in here, if I've got a fan over by my desk where I sit, you know, that's cool. Like that, that works. Pun intended. And I, fan, again, I keep doing it. I don't know. Then the fan over here by the TV, like where else do I need to be cool all the time? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, as long as it's keeping you, as long as you're keeping cool enough to, to sleep. Like for me, I, if I'm like above a certain temperature, I just can't sleep. So, and it's. And if I can't sleep, I get oh, yeah. irritated pretty quickly. So that's thankfully, Jess and I, we both like the air conditioner a lot and we both keep it at about like 70 degrees here in this apartment. And it's just wonderful, especially now that we're working in a car that doesn't have air conditioning and we're just like sweating. And it's been over, it's been like 95 degrees like recently in Chicago, which I know it's no way as hot as LA, but it's still pretty fucking hot here. And driving around in that shit is awful. Like I, I, I got like a, I got like a, ra- a rash on my chest from like sweating in the car. Like, from, Oh yeah. From when, when we first started delivering. So it's, yeah, it sucks. So, so I know, I know what you mean for, yeah, for me, it's a like, a, and that's why yeah. I ended up spending that much money. Yeah. For, for me, I so. need a, I need a, I need like central air. Like that's kind of become my thing. I'm like, I want central air in every place I ever live in. And thankfully that's probably why I've been in this apartment for 10 years because it has central air and it works fucking great. And it's really important to me. And we have not, central air. It's nice, and it's not that ex- it's not that expensive. Like I pay the I pay the electricity bill, you know, on my own because we have everything. So we split up the bills three ways, so you know, each one ta- each person takes a different bill. 
But it's nice. It's really nice. You should also, I mean, you know, you're looking at stuff about health and stuff. Don't forget about your mental health, John. You know, I'm sure you could drop a $14 or something and get that game that you've been eagerly anticipating. Because I know you have some, I know you have some gold points on there too. I don't know if you got four bucks on there. I don't know if your dad maybe embedded that in you as well to not play games, but you are on a video game podcast. So, (laughs) you know, play some stuff. Remember, remember your friends that spend like five, six hours editing the shows that that you do and that, you know, be like, Hey, get some, we should get some games and play them for them. I should. Yeah. And especially moon. You're so excited about it. You should get it. It's not that expensive. It's $15. I probably will. I'll probably get it next month. Versus the moon episode. I was like, versus the $800 on shoes on two shoes that you definitely, I'm pretty sure you play the switch more than you use your shoes at this point. Yes. Special (laughs) shoes. So yeah, that's, I have size 15. Oh double God. wide feet. Right? Oh yeah, so you got to like get something. Yeah. People live in those things. Yeah, I know. Little people do. Um, <laughs> it's always an ordeal. Whenever I have to shop for shoes, it's usually at least an afternoon of work looking around online on all the different websites. You would think that Amazon would have you know everything from A to Z as they as they say, but. A to Z does not include size 15 shoes. Yeah, no, I it mean, it just doesn't. When when yeah. you get to the size 15s on Amazon, it's seriously all medical shoes, like shoes yeah, for people who, whose feet are yeah. enlarged because they have diabetes. Like that's my that's my option. Yeah, because they don't diabetes shoes, like swollen feet. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. probably don't. Yeah, people don't actually do that because they don't expect people to have feet that big, which is which sucks. Because yeah, that's how big your feet are. Like I had. I had a super hard time even finding like shoes for our wedding. You know, I was trying to just find purple shoes in size yeah. 12. And that's why I ended up getting those fucking Converse's because there were these ones that I found that I actually really liked that I would have worn, but they were, none of them were in my size. You know, they just weren't. It's tough. And, yeah. and, that, and that's is, like so not last, even that as big. Yeah. In the last couple of months, I would say the idea of wearing leather has just become less appealing to me. I don't know some mind, mindset because it's, 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 it's changing because because of, of the heat. There's that, and it's like the idea of okay, eating an animal. Sure, I'm still on board for that at this point, but like wearing one seems a little hmm. grotesque to me. Huh. And California's changing you, John. <laughs> Maybe you used to, you used to not <laughs> like the a, spider, but now you love the spider. God damn you, Gavin Newsom! Now you love giant spiders. That's <laughs> I was that, trying to that's find a joke some, that no one's going to get some non-leather. <laughs> dress shoes and like good luck with that you know in a size yeah. 15 too yeah yeah i mean that's a whole nother th- so you probably had to pay what spend over like a hundred dollars on each of those shoes one pair was 90 the other pair was 120 yeah so you Damn. so you spent like a good 200 dollars on shoes alone yep yep yeah i mean my shoes like i i I have DCs, but they probably don't. They're like skateboard shoes, but they don't like probably go up that high. But my shoes are around like forty dollars, fifty, something like that. Well, you're at like if you're size twelve, Trey, you're like at the cusp of like special order shoes. Yeah, I say like size thirteen, fourteen. That's when it's like, and it's like it's like eleven and a half, I think. So it's a you know, but most of them are twelve because some people don't do halves. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm a size eleven. I'm like perfectly average. But it's actually kind of bad because, like, if I want to find a pair of like limited edition shoes, like everyone bought up all the size elevens. Mm. Oh yeah, right away. That's the other side of the coin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they won't be available. Mm. Yeah, that's it for me. That's all I bought. 
Yeah, just uh, just just all that, just uh, a whole lot of money, just everything, but no except yeah. games. You should get yeah, you should get Moon though. Think about it, mental health, man, mental health, help you out. Well, let's let's move to let's shift to our news here, which is mostly going to be the mini direct. But at the beginning here, I just want to talk about, as I normally do, talk about our releases for that we have for the week here. We've mentioned it a bunch of times, but Moon is coming out on the twenty seventh, as as it says on the uh, Switch. Um, it's we are we are recording Wednesday night right now, so as far as I know, it is not out yet. But I was hoping hoping for an early release. It's out. It's out right now. It dropped it too. Boom! Moon is out as of right now. That's awesome. I'm going to play around with it after we're done here. But yeah. Uh, our podcast gets a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, so uh, Moon, it's out right now. It's uh, it's releasing. It is out. Get it. Uh, was it Hyperspace Outlaw? That game that I didn't understand the demo. That one's coming out this week as well. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming out this week. That's a game that I really, really wanted to play, but it's thirty bucks, and I just—I don't know—I can't bring myself to pay that right now for it. So, but there, but Jeremy told me before the before the we started recording is that you can get a demo from the Japanese eShop, and I did that. I downloaded it, so next week I'll talk about that and see what's all included nice. in the demo. But yeah, and it looks like it's all in English as well. So um, cool. And also, I noticed that the Japanese version of it is more expensive. the The one in Japan is fifty dollars, and the one here is thirty. So I don't know I why that is. what that's all about. But uh, also one of the one of the games from the indie from the indie world showcase struggling that comes out this week as well on Thursday the one that was kind of like the Cronenberg two D two D like uh, platformer looked really cool that's coming out uh, Captain Subasa uh, PGA Tour two K twenty one is actually out it came out last week it totally slipped by me it's sixty bucks so I can't bring myself to buy it and plus like it's I haven't seen reviews but we have a, an official like golf game on the Switch so that's pretty cool. Oh, and also, didn't didn't you play you played that game, John? You played the uh, you played the the brother game, the Hiroshi and Takashi. You, you played oh, that game. True. I Apple forgot Arcade. about that. I yeah. did play that one. Yeah. So, but I thought it was interesting. It's definitely a game that you beat in like an afternoon, or maybe not even that. But the premise of that was that you are the older brother, and your little brother wants to play the game that you made, the RPG that you made, and your, I think your mother, your mother has just died, and so you're in kind of like an emotional place, and like you want to help your brother to have a good time and all that, mm-hmm. and so you play, you essentially play as the game that he's playing, and you have to send out enemies that are like just challenging enough, not too challenging, mm-hmm. just challenging enough to make sure that he has a good time. Yeah, and it- it's almost like, I guess it's a, a more of a strategy game i wouldn't call it an rpg it definitely has the dressings of an rpg because that's what the kid is playing yeah but, but you're it's not more about strategy right of are, making sure your brother is having a good challenge and he's not being defeated so you're not you're not doing the turn-based battles right he is your brother is in the game and you're he making is the you're sending you're the guy sending out the enemies in the turn in the turn-based battles oh, okay. yeah 
It's a the the name is a Takashi in Hiroshi. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, no, I, it's I'm, charming. And certainly, I think the most appealing thing is is the visuals. The visuals are great. It looks like an old Rankin Bass animated stop stop motion animated. Yeah, movie. like um, yeah, like a, a Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, or like yep. um, Father Time, or like there's there's a weird exactly. uh, Halloween one too that I've seen, but. It's still on my list. Like I want, yeah. I want to get it. It's on sale, but it's not on sale that much. So I don't feel like a, any sort of rush to get it, but I do really want to play it. Cause yeah, I think it's, it looks incredibly charming and I think the graphics look really good. So yeah. yeah. The actual game, like the actual game that you're, that you made as the brother, um, the style is different. I will say that. So it's the cutscenes that have that really cool look. Yeah. The yeah. Game mm-hmm. itself is more like a, looks like a mobile game. Yeah. So there were those, but let's uh let's jump into the direct here. Um, as far as sales, we did say there's that multiplayer sale going on right now, which is worth a look. There's a lot of Nintendo games on sale. I think uh one two Switch is like the lowest it's ever been. <laughs> if it anybody's, it, it, I still don't want it. I still don't want it either. But it's it's thirty four ninety nine. Uh, Way too much. You know. Uh, speaking of, there was some Just Dance stuff in the mini, and Just Dance is on sale. 1999, um, the 2021, uh, that type of thing. A lot of stuff that's on sale a lot more than it was before, but it's called like a multiplayer sale. So everything's pretty low. Overwatch is on sale again. Like I said, I got episode one racer because that was on there. Catherine full body is $40. I would get that if it was less. Streets of Rage 4 on sale. Uh, River City Girls, Stretchers, What the Golf, like a lot of games that we, that we liked. Uh, Jedi Academy. Stuff like that. I, I thought a big thing for me was that uh, Luigi's Mansion was on sale for forty one ninety nine, and I think that game is fantastic. So, if anybody hasn't got it yet, they should definitely get it because that's I think that's a steal. That, the game was definitely worth sixty dollars for me. Like I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So that's that's the deals for that. But let's get in. Let's get into the mini, the direct mini. So uh, before we before we start talking about it, there was a. Uh, you know, there's been rumors. There's been rumors going on for a while about a new Nintendo, like official Nintendo Direct. And there was somebody saying, you know, of course, there's somebody saying that there was going to be one on Friday, right? On the 28th, like was what was kind of mm-hmm. going around. Uh, probably because of what we talked last last week about the um, about the whole like investors meeting going on with Nintendo, and they said nothing would be new would be announced by then. And you know, people are still thinking about all these other things that. You know, like, what about Legend of Zelda 2? Or, like, what about, like, uh, uh, Skyward Sword remake and all these other, like, rumors that are going around? So, I was almost kind of at the point that I thought that we were going to have something on Friday. Now, I don't think that as much anymore because right out of the blue, I woke up to uh, to a message through Slack from John saying that there was a mini direct today. And I'm like, shit, okay. It's a little bit uh, longer than the last one. This one's 11 minutes, but I like it a lot better than the last one. That's for sure. But I'm of the opinion... That I don't think that there's going to be another Nintendo Direct aside from this. I think that Nintendo is just going to keep doing these um, these Minis. partner these partner showcases, mm-hmm. and if they want to announce anything specific for their stuff, they're just going to do that as a, as a trailer, like they did for Paper Mario, like they did for Pikmin Three. They're just going to drop a trailer, just saying that they're doing a thing. That's my prediction for for what the course is going to be for the Nintendo stuff. What, what do you guys think? I think that makes sense for the rest of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they and and in and in the mini at the very end, they said that they were going to continue to do partner showcases like that. And the way that this one looked today, this could have easily been a Nintendo Direct if it was longer. You know, maybe there were a couple first party stuff in there. 
Because this this would eat like I'm like from seeing this I'm like well what why would these not if they are going to do another direct why would these not be in that because they could totally fit in that because it was mostly music themed mm, kind of two of them a good hunk of it like two of them the well three of them four of them no no you're right kind of to to an extent but let's 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 get into the let's get into the games on there so right off the bat they pissed off all of the Kingdom Hearts fans and who have <laughs> switches. That's the first thing I said when it came on while Jess and I were watching it. I was like, man, those Kingdom Hearts fans are going to be pissed now because you see Kingdom Hearts characters like right at the beginning and it's like, hey, uh, Kingdom Hearts, but it's a rhythm game with Kingdom Hearts songs in it. It's just like twisting the knife, you know, for the, for the Kingdom Hearts fans because this was already announced though, right? The, I think it was in, in yeah, some was. form. Yeah. But now it has, now it has an official release date. It's, uh, November 13th. It's available for preload. You can preload it. Um, I, you know, it actually, looking at it, it actually reminded me a lot of the rhythm games that were in, uh, Super Paper, or Super Mario Party on Switch had its own little rhythm thing. And it has something like this where you're running down, you're like running down a hallway and you're like waggling the, 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 the Switch Joy-Con or whatever in a certain, way and like Mario like punches a thing or what and then it does it looks exactly like this like the regular one where they're going down the tunnel but it's yeah I don't personally I don't care I don't I watched I had a friend who played through uh, the original uh, Kingdom Hearts game and I just I don't care they're not they're, they're not for me but I understand people being f- frustrated by this because of yeah because they're not it's just basically like just they're just waggling their dick in front of them there. You know, it's like, ah, you get this, but you don't get it on switch. You know, it's it's like that. It's like the persona Four scramble game or whatever, which didn't come out here yet, right. but same sort of thing where it's like, you don't get, you know, you, we know you want persona, but here's something or like final fantasy 15 mobile or whatever. it was. Yeah. Yeah. The, they're like that too. You know, where you only get parts of it. That's it's annoying, but that's, that's what we have. Uh, I'm sure somebody will like it. I, me personally, I'm not that interested in it after that. Speaking of, yeah, you're right, Jeremy. Like, there's, there's like four or five of them that are all like rhythm based. Did any of you know anything about Fuser before? I just remember seeing it on the, I saw it on the eShop as something coming, and I didn't know anything about it, but I marked it just out of curiosity. And I didn't uh, know about it, but but I thought as soon as I saw it, DJ Hero returns. Yeah, no, well, and it's by Harmonix too. Like, it, well, even though I don't think I think DJ Hero was when Harmonix had left the series, so that was because that it, was when Harmonix was doing Rock Band. Yeah. At the time, but yeah, no, it's it's. I I saw that it, they don't show you very much of it, but it's like, I'm like, what, what I put on the notes was a WTF because I'm like, what the fuck, man? I don't know. I still don't understand what this game is, but the fact that Harmonix is doing it is kind of cool. I don't know. I thought they were gone. Yeah, they never like, made I a bad game. I don't think they used to be huge. I mean, they were huge in Rock Band, but then everybody kind of got tired of all the different versions of it. Like probably the Beatles version killed it because everybody was tired of it by now, by then. Mm-hmm. But you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I, if it's free to play, maybe I'll check it out. I couldn't really – I don't know about you guys, but I couldn't really tell, like, what was going on in the game. Like, from the – I, I guess I you're – I play it, though. No. You're, you're touching, like, a – you're touching a turntable thing, and you're switching one song into another thing, and you want to get, right. like, fire emojis, and that's good. Like, <laughs> that's what they were doing. I'm like, I don't know. But, yeah, there's more of that. Not really – don't know what that is. Not really interested in it. Um, I am interested in the next one. Which is, uh, John and I, we were trying to figure this out in the Slack, and I still don't really know because there's nothing on the eShop, but, uh, Taiko Drum it's Master. Two, it's two games that were on the 3DS, I think. No, I think they're new. Because, 
No, I, not I, on I our, took it as new games. Well, 3DS in Japan, not here. There was there was already an, an RPG for Taiko Drum Master on 3DS. I think so. That doesn't make any sense. I, I it seemed it seemed like a brand new thing for me, but I but I don't know. I'm going by what the subreddit, the Switch subreddit said when I was looking it up because oh, okay, because people thought maybe it was the the game like you already have that you got through the Japanese eShop, but it's actually two other games. Yeah, it, it says a double pack because it's two different stories about uh they're they're like our it's base it's kind of like the double kick heroes game that I got where there's like a story wrapped around you know rhythm games it's basically the regular Taiko drum master game but there's a story wrapped around it and I guess you walk around an overworld a little bit and you fight people by playing songs is what I gathered from it but I didn't I know it as a new game yeah I took it as a new game too but I don't I didn't think any of the Taiko games were on were on 3ds but no yeah it's yeah you're right you're totally right. According to Nintendo Life, it says, yeah, Taiko no Tatsujin, Rhythm, Rhythmic Adventure brings back two 3DS drummers to Switch. That's crazy. I didn't know that there were any of those on 3DS just because you can't hook up a drum to it. I guess you it's could play here. the... Yeah, but I mean, I guess you could play the touchscreen on there. But there's no... But this would give you a reason to buy a, a bongo, DK bongos, you know, because you can play those games with DK, with DK bongos. That's true, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I, I was wondering, and then that same subreddit, I was, they were talking about getting the Hori drum, the Taiko drums. I have that. I have that. Because you can adjust them and stuff. Yeah, I, I have those drums. And also, keep in mind, like, you can you can always – I mean, I, I thought it was cool that you could hook up the DK bongos and do it. But now that there's the option to change the controls of your – you know, change the buttons on your controller at mm-hmm. any time, you could make the DK bongos work for any game as long as it only takes two buttons. Right. People still play Dark Souls with that shit. Yeah, I guess you could, well, yeah, <laughs> you could. But um yeah, no, I I'm I'm definitely interested in it. Um I it doesn't make me feel any less about it that it's a 3DS remake, but I liked I really like the Taiko Drum Master and you know Jess and I when we were in Japan, Taiko Drum Masters everywhere. I played the arcade multiple times at various Sega Worlds and those games are great and having it with a story wrapped around it, cool. I'm into that. And I guess it's going to be a separate purchase, but you know, I don't mind. I'm I'm definitely interested in it. Does it pique your interest the two games anymore? Like a Pokemon Red Blue type thing, or are they just separate games? I think they're two games in a pack together. But there's also, but they said there's also a regular Taiko Drum Master in there. But I guess you're only playing the songs that are on those two games because I don't think it's a DLC thing to the other one. But but then again, I didn't see it. I couldn't find it on the Japanese shop, Japanese eShop, or the American eShop for the new version. So. I'm guessing it's just going to be a brand new game, a brand new game that's a remaster of the 3DS games. So, in any case, yeah. your neighbors will hate you. <laughs> that's why I actually haven't played it that much because I'm afraid of it being too loud. So I just haven't. But I've been really been urging. I've really wanted to play it again, but uh, I just don't. I don't want to be too loud because most of the time I play late at night. You know, when everybody's asleep. So, yeah. But no, that's that's cool. I'm I'm super excited about that. That was a nice little thing in there. Um, I'm interested. Yeah, I figured you should definitely be interested in it, especially even though I don't know how well they might kind of. It might be a little weird because you have to move around in the overworld, and there's no and there's no like control pad on the DK bongos. But the Taiko drum set does have does have its control pad on it, so you can move through that. But 
If you have the G-Bro adapter like we have, you can always just unplug it and plug a classic controller in there and move around with that and switch them back and forth. That's what I did on Taiko Drum Master to play the bongos because you can't select a song, but once the song is going, you can play it. But then you have to unplug it and put your controller back in, pick a song, start it, plug your bongos in, and then you play. So that's kind of – I thought about trying a thing where – I, if I made the bongos also be the left and right on the on the control pad, maybe I could get it to work like that if I can make it be two things, which I think you can do. I don't know. I'll have to mess around with it for next week. But, yeah, that one I'm definitely interested in. Uh, World of Tanks. World of Tanks Blitz. Uh, this game is free to play. I've actually already played it, and I got to tell you, there's no inverted aiming on it. Come on, guys. What, what were you thinking? I even actually even tweeted at them. I don't know if they've responded to me because I haven't wa- checked my Twitter yet, but I did tweet at them and said, like, is there a way for me to change it? Cause I can't figure it out. But as far as I could find in the, in the options, there's no way to change your, your aiming. You can do gyroscopic aiming, but there's no, there's no inverted. And I tried to go into the controller settings cause I thought, you know, since you can change all your buttons, maybe I could flip the joystick, but you can't do that. You can't change the way the analog sticks go. So that's that that's that's a bummer. You even though you can you can flip them, you can make the left one be the right one and vice versa, but you can't change the way the directions that they go when you move them. So whatever. But World that's of Tanks inverted thumbs up. Yeah, World 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 of Tanks, I basically downloaded it, played it a little bit, found it it didn't have inverted controls and deleted it. That's my uh, that's, You're like, that's no my tanks. thing of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really huge into those tank games. Like, I thought Battle Tanks was really cool on 64, but that was a long time ago. Like, that's what I thought this yeah. was at first. I thought it was yeah. an update to Battle Tanks, and then I remembered that there's so the, many. Um, there's so many tank yeah, games. There were tank. There's tank games in uh in the Clubhouse game. There were tank games in Mario Party games. Mm-hmm. Like that, we've just seen. T- there's tank games everywhere. There was even a game called what Tank 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 that was on Wii U. That was like mm-hmm. a launch window game, which is also an arcade. It's just like. I just, I don't care. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into this tank slow motion, you know, whatever slow motion deathmatch stuff. Steel Diver. Not in, not into it. Well, Steel Diver was interesting. I did, I did get. Submarines are pretty much underwater tanks. True. I I really, I like that like first person Steel Diver game that they came out with that was free to play on 3DS. That one was interesting. Probably mostly because it was free to play and you could do like really slow, you could do really, really slow deathmatch stuff on there and it was kind of fun for what it was but uh after this uh this one i actually thought was a different game a uh, big rumble boxing i i thought it was ready to rumble boxing and i'm like oh shit like i haven't heard about that in a while but big rum big rumble boxing is basically like a rocky punch out it's kind of weird rocky simulator yeah. yeah it's all it's basically for rocky fans like all the characters from rocky are in there so if you really like rocky you might like it i don't know i so this I, game yeah uh they have Creed, the VR game, which I played two years ago when I worked at the VR arcade. Mm-hmm. And this is the same company. And I have to think that they just kind of like took the assets from that, that Creed VR game, which is really cool. Flesh it out. It's like a really showpiece, showpiece type, of, type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, Made it more like just, 2D. Yeah, fleshed it out to make it like a, a console experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of looks... Um, it, get some more money out of it. It, it kind of reminds me of like the old, like, what is it, uh... What what was the what was the old EA fighting game? Do you remember that? Like fight fight night, fight night, oh, fight night, fight night, yeah, yeah, fight yeah. Night. yeah. yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of the fight night games, 
And yeah, and ready. It, it reminded me of Ready to Rumble just because it had Rumble in there, and I thought it was that for a second, but I'm like, oh no, it's big, the, it's big Rumble. That was a PS2 showpiece. I remember early on. Uh, Ready to Rumble was on 64 as well, I think. It the, was. The I just remember one. playing yeah. it on. Uh, what's his face? It was. It, it was, was on Norms. It was on Dreamcast on as Dreamcast. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember playing it. Yeah, I have it. I think I have it for Dreamcast actually. And I remember renting it for 64, and I think it was on GameCube as well, and it was on a bunch of different things. But I thought maybe it was a, re- a revival of that, but uh, I don't know. If you like Rocky, I guess, cool. I'm not I'm not really a Rocky fan, so it doesn't really do much for me, but it was a really interesting game to be on there, I guess. And you know more about it because you played the Creed thing, so yeah, there's that. Uh, that's, um, I don't think, yeah, that's a spring 2021 release, by the way. Um I don't think uh, Tycho had a release date yet, and Fuser doesn't either. But after that, uh, Final Fantasy, the Saga Legend Collection. Legend of Saga. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, th- thing is, uh, I already have one of these, and I think you already have one of these as well, Jeremy. Our collection of Saga. Because you have the, um, don't, you, don't you have the Mana Collection? I do. Another one of those games with it sealed. Yeah. Well, if, you have, if anybody has the Mana Collection, you already own Final Fantasy Legend 1. On Game Boy because it's on there, so there's one there's one game that's already available on there. But I don't know the other two. I guess you can check them out. There's there's they have all those other. I mean, there's like Saga. I mean, what there's Saga two and one and two and three also on, and then there's like Saga Frontier. There's a bunch of different. Or no, is it? I don't know. I can't keep track of them. But there already is like three other Saga games on the Switch. But now you can get the Game Boy ones as well. So. Cool, I guess. You know, it's always nice to have more portable stuff on portable, right? You're kind of into it, right, Jeremy? Well, I was going to say, like, it's not coming out till December. It's 20 bucks. It's three games, which now hearing it's actually two games for me because I already own one of them. But these look to be like in the vein of Mystic Quest, like simplified action RPGs. Uh, it might be fun. I mean, who knows what kind of like right now we don't know what else is coming out. Yeah, true. uh, Moon and uh, some ports. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what's on the what. Like No More Heroes three. Hopefully, like that's still supposedly on the horizon for the year. Which I I think I'll be really surprised if it actually does come out this year. I think it's going to get get pushed. But but, for all the shit talk I did about the game that I will not mention that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, it really is the last one that was like that the first party. Like hit that I am almost positive would have been a showpiece at E three. Yeah, it, it, it had to have been because there was nothing else. There's nothing else happening at mm-hmm. the time, really. Like, what else would they push? Like, that would have been the one that was on the floor. They would have had giant origami shapes or something that you can walk around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, have giant fold up Bowser people or, or whatever. Like that folded Bowser guy or the dude with the hair or whatever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> But yeah, that one, um, that one's coming out. Uh, even though I do, you know, I do, I do, I, I love the, uh, I do love the Game Boy aesthetic being blown up on the on the Switch, like you know, like make it all high res HD graphics. Like it looks really cool seeing Game Boy graphics in that. Oh yeah, no, I without having to squint to see your Game Boy <laughs> in the dark. Like really sharp, yep. crisp Game yeah. Boy graphics are actually pretty cool. The, I mean, yeah. So visually, it it is. 
intriguing. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I, you know, I have the the Castlevania collection, and they have the Game Boy Castlevania games mm-hmm. on there as well. I have that as well. And it's cool to see them. Yeah, it's cool to see them like in really good quality. Like same with the Mega Man Zero collection, where you can play like Game Boy Advance games on there that just look really nice with a better screen and fully backlit for anybody who played the original Game Boy, you know, or the original Game Boy Advance. Mm. It's nice to have on there. This is like the same way I feel about. You know, remade like 64 games like Turok and, uh, and Star Wars Racer. It's like, yeah, it's like something that it's like the 64 game, but it runs way better than it did at the time. And I think that's really cool because it's, cause I, I kind of like the more simplistic, uh, blocky graphics and I like it when it's like super duper smooth like this and it's not going to slow down at all, you know? So it's cool to see stuff like that where it just runs really well. But moving on from here, uh, there's another Just Dance game, which I thought I automatically thought it was going to be for Wii and Wii U, but uh, Jeremy pointed out that it wasn't. So it's yeah, I that's the main reason up, I don't. I'm not happy because I'm giving up the ghost. The <laughs> they're, they're giving up the ghost on that, and I I double checked just to make sure. I went to the website before we started recording, and yeah, there's it only shows uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. No, uh, yeah, I'm no I believe they made an announcement a couple months ago that. Or whenever the last one came out, that this would be the last one for Wii. Twenty twenty would, but yeah. what about Wii U? I don't know. The Wii U is the Wii. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, you can do either, but it was just funny. In the public vernacular, the Wii U and the Wii yeah. are the same thing. Yeah, I, I thought. Uh, I don't know. I figured that they would keep it going just because it was it was funny to me that they were still supporting it way after you know way after the fact, but. Yeah, uh, just dance twenty twenty one. Um, I don't know. It's uh. I know you said you don't like the song. Uh, Jess actually likes Billie Eilish, so she was she was into it. Is that a Billie Eilish song? Yeah. Dance Monkey. The one that they were the one that they were playing on the thing is a Billie Eilish song. I think. I don't know. I'm not. I've never really heard it's it. Not, and I don't like the song. It isn't. I thought it was. No, I looked it up before the show just to be like, who is, is it? This then? By is this by somebody like that I know that maybe I should like, give it more consideration? No, it's by uh, Tones and I. Oh, I thought it was a Billie Eilish song. I thought the song was fine. I don't know. I don't. I don't play Just Dance. And if I got one, I'd get one of the old ones that was on sale. So it doesn't mean that much to me. But I know they're really popular. A lot of people play them. So cool. Uh, I know that. I know they said like Billie Eilish and The Weeknd are on there. So those are both bands that Just. I don't likes. mind Billie Billie Eilish or The Weeknd. I do enjoy both of the both of them, and yeah. some of their some of their music is good. I just there's something about this song. That it's just like a a Venn diagram of things that annoy me and popular yeah. <laughs> music that all come together, and I just have a hard time liking it. Sure, yeah. I haven't. Thankfully, I don't have to experience popular music, especially not as much now that I don't go out that much. Aside from it being played at random restaurants, but restaurants aren't really open that much anymore, so it's not pushing my face as much. So I don't didn't really notice much about it, aside from. I'm like just just it's just dance. I don't really care. But yeah, there's another one of those. This one I'm actually I'm excited about. Uh Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 getting a Same. sequel. Uh coming out in December, December 8th and uh I wrote yay next to it. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the first games we played on the Switch together. We we did. Yeah, we played it at the Switch event and it was a game. It was the first game that I Well, it I, wasn't this, but it was yeah. The, yeah, but well Puyo Puyo cool Tetris 1, but it was the first game that I imported because I bought it I bought it from Japan physically because it was a launch because it was a launch title in Japan and it wasn't a launch title here. And, and you uh, didn't want Breath of the Wild because you were getting it for the Wii U. Yeah, exactly. So it was the it was the first physical game that I got for the Switch, 
was um was that yeah with Puyo Puyo Tetris and I really I really liked the game but I was regretful of getting in Japanese because I never was able to read the story even though I'm sure the story is not like really riveting or anything like that but I did kind of miss that I didn't know what was happening in the story mode so I'm you know I'm definitely interested to buy this version and play the story mode not to mention the game's great it's a lot it's a lot of fun like it was it was like my my puzzle game before um before Tetris 99 came out. Like I was a big, I definitely championed it and I really enjoyed it. And I think you should definitely get it. And in the meantime, I noticed that the Poyo, the game that is like made by the same company, but it's only Poyo Poyo. That game's on sale for like $3 or something, or at least it was on the eShop. It's really cheap. I know you said Shauna was like that game. So. Oh yeah. She loves, uh, you can, you can the get version the version quirks that was made for windows 98 yeah. or whatever it is. I was saying, if you want to get the newer version and not get the full thing, the regular, just the Puyo Puyo one is like dirt cheap right now on the eShop. So, but yeah, no, I'm excited about that. That's, that's one that I'm into. And uh, I think that's, that's like the last of like the really like main ones on there. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of do like a sizzle reel. And which, yeah, it's like Minecraft dungeons, which who cares? Yeah. Did you ever play that? I mean, I, I forgot no, that that was out already. It, I think they're effectively using the IP, but it's a completely different kind of game that I'm not interested in playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what that's what that is. Um And then uh, I watched the Japanese, uh, well they do they did a scissor reel. They basically showed a lot of stuff that we already talked about. Uh the Jump Force game which has like a Luffy in there from One Piece. It looks like a 3D fighter-ish Dragon Ball type thing. Uh Captain Tsubasa, so we already talked about that. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. It was mostly all the stuff that's coming out this week that we already said. And also, um, I watched the Japanese direct just to see if there's any differences. Uh, Monster Farmer one and two are on there. Uh, they uh, they have a release date in uh, next next month, uh, September seventeenth. Uh, also, there's is that a- the game that uses the. Uh- like the uh, barcodes to make new monsters. Yeah, that was the one that would like take your CDs on PlayStation uh-huh. and make monsters mm-hmm. out of it. I guess now you can, you would just tell it a song and it would make it out of it, but it's not actually scanning anything because because there's no way to do it really. I guess there's the IR sensor, but that's basically what they're doing on the Switch version. But people like it. I don't know. But yeah, there's two of them. They're already on the they're already on the eShop for preload. I did want to mention we didn't say it on the Puyo Puyo Tetris two, but that has a story mode. I think that's important to mention. That's one of the reasons I would be interested. Oh, in well, well, the the first one has a story mode as well. That's Does what it? I'm saying. That's why that's why I no, wanted to I get. That. That's why I want to get the second one because I couldn't read the story mode because it was all in Japanese. Okay. So I couldn't. So I couldn't. And, and you know, but yeah, no, they both they both had story modes. I'm actually not really sure what the extra stuff is for the second one. Maybe just like some more modes. But it, from what I saw, it looked a lot of the same, except for maybe more more story modes. Aside from Monster Farmer or Monster Farm 1 and 2, uh, there's a horse racing game called Derby Stallion, which just looks funny. I mean, it's, you know, Japanese games are super into that. And it also ended up being kind of like another indie world showcase on the Japanese side because they showed, they called a, they showed a Spirit Farer, Far or whatever, uh, a short hike, uh, Takashi and Hiroshi were also on there. So they showed some of the indie stuff that was maybe not, maybe they didn't have an indie world showcase in Japan and they just had those on there. And I don't think they're out yet on Japan. So they were just kind of tacked those on the end. And that was the major differences, but yeah. That's the mini direct. Um, cool. It is. You're right. It is like mostly rhythm games, for the most part. I mean, but. there was a theme to it. It really was kind of musically based. Although I guess they announced stuff about uh, like cadence and in previous indie indie directs. So 
I think that out. yeah, Cadence Cadence was the other was the other mini was the other uh, direct mini uh-huh. that we saw that. So and at the end it says like I said before it's good, it says that there's going to be more of these. So maybe we'll get one like one a month until the end of the year. Like this may be just the way that Nintendo wants to do things. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean I, I like I liked it. It's cool. I mean, was there any game in there that that piqued your interest, John? That you saw? Not really. I mean, I thought the the idea of a, a drum RPG was kind of cool. That mm-hmm. that. I can't wait to hear your impressions of that. I can't say I'm going to get it, but um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing jumped out like, oh, I got to buy it. Yeah, yeah. It w- I don't see really anything that would like be kind of your your type of game in here, but mm. they do seem kind of. I'm but- curious about the about the DJ Hero game. I want to see more about that. Yeah, I'm really. I don't. Yeah, I can't tell what it is. I'm thinking maybe it's going to be like a free to play thing, so then we can all play it. And play it out. Uh, you can, all, like I said, you can try out the tank game. It's a uh, it's whatever. I mean, it's free. You know, you can fuck around with it for free. It's not really. I, I don't like that. There's no inverted aim, so that that kind of kills it for me. But uh, yeah, that that's been the mini. Um, aside from if anybody is if anybody is like uh, looking looking for an idea for me for Christmas, um, they're doing a. They're basically releasing the soundtrack for Legend of Mystical Ninja on Super Nintendo on on record, and I think that's really cool. And it's forty dollars and. If you want to buy me anything for Christmas, get that. I'm I'm, I'm excited psyched about it, but I don't think I'm going to buy it just because of the time that we're in. But I really want the 64 one. That was like I love that soundtrack. Like I love the 64 soundtrack so much. But I think the Super Nintendo one is good too. And I just I love those Mystical Ninja games. I love that they're getting uh, getting something from the from those uh, physical records. So I'm very psyched about that. But uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, Street Rage Four was announced today is going to get DLC. They didn't say what. That as well, yeah. That's cool. Said that it's going to happen. I guess so I'll have I'm to. For that. I guess I'll have to re-download it because I think I deleted it for space, just because I haven't, just because I haven't been playing it. But yeah, but let's let's talk about this. Um, the rumors about a new about a possible new switch. So yeah, um, there's it's been reported on by many different websites. Uh, this has been a thing that people have been talking about for a long time. The Switch Pro, uh, and uh, they would yeah. th- it said something about a what a increased interactivity or improved interactivity and um and a better screen and a better screen which i yeah. think i think that means better joy cons hopefully because as i said earlier in the episode lost my right lost my right joy con so they really they really need to fix this fucking drift shit because you know yeah, i, I imagine it problem. imagine it sucks i can't believe that they didn't fix it with the switch light like that felt like a real missed opportunity there i can't believe that they just haven't fixed it Period, being that yeah. the the Joy-Con are not connected to the Switch. I mean, they could just put out yeah. it's like put out a new controller. You know what I mean? It's this whole separate unit. Like, what's the holdup on fixing this problem that uh, is playing practically everybody? Awesome. Everyone. I mean, everyone. It's gonna it's cheaper to repair the ones that people just repair them. Yeah, to do a new technology. But from what from what I read of this, it makes me think that yeah, maybe they're gonna make the Joy Cons better, or like as we were talking about on the Slack, make the Joy Cons more like the Switch Motes or the not Switch Motes, the Wii Motes. Yep. You know, like maybe put a pointer on there. Maybe yeah, maybe put a pointer in there somewhere, or make the pointer controls better. I want a, sound, I want a um, sensor, sensor bar. bar. Yeah, put a sensor bar somewhere. So what I what I was th- the first thing I thought of is like maybe putting a sensor bar like in the dock or like. Or, or like the Wii U, you know, like the Wii U, the Wii U control pad was a sensor bar in itself. Mm-hmm. So what if the new screen that they made had a sensor bar built into the screen? 
Good. Yeah. And you know how the switch, like, just it will sticks out like so far above the dock. You can make that top part of the sensor bar, and you pop it in there, put it under your TV, you aim it at the switch dock. There's your there's your pointer control. You know, that makes sense. I think to they me. would want the original design of the switch bar. It being so small and thin mm-hmm. works with a lot of TVs. You, you'd have to position your your TV up a little bit more so it could fit above the dock. You know what I mean? I think that could be an inconvenience to a lot of people, but yeah, true. Um, my, my new TV that I got is actually not tall enough to be higher than the switch, than the switch dock. So my switch dock is actually behind the TV because if I put it in front of the TV, it would block part of it. Cause the, cause the legs don't, are not, are not higher than the, than that dock. So, and also like my setup in the office here, the switch dock is nothing, no, it's nowhere near the TV. So, I wouldn't really be able to use it in here. So that's kind of a go-to way I thought they would do it, but I would love for them to do it better. Like I have a, I have a wireless, I have a wireless, uh, sensor bar in here that I bought that was not Nintendo made. It's battery powered. You just turn it on. It's not connected to anything. Why can't we just do something like that? It doesn't have to link up to anything. All it is is just the LED that the switch, that the Wiimotes read. You like, you don't have to hook it up to your Wii, Wii U, whatever. It works for everything because it, automatically communicates with the controller. It's great. Like they should do something like that. Nintendo could just sell some candles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or can't I've done Did you guys ever do that? I've actually done that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Um, Jess and I, we were in, uh, we were in champagne and we didn't have, um, we didn't have a sensor bar and we just lit some candles and worked it. I've actually done it here too. Cause we have candles by the TV and I just light them and I'm like, boom, there's, there's our sensor bar. You know, especially for stuff for games that don't really use it, and you just need it to select the game. I just just do it like that. So just don't sneeze; you'll ruin your game. <laughs> well, if you're that close to the candles, but yeah, I mean, what what would you guys what would you guys want from a switch like a new switch, a Switch Pro? I like think there's a- still a possibility that VR could be a thing because they said better screen and increased interactivity. Those two things paired together with the Switch, to me, point toward more integrated, uh, purposeful VR. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't feel like Nintendo is really interested in VR at all. They, they've said that they don't see it as a viable thing because people only play it in, in small, uh, in like short, short bursts, you know, it's not actually. Yeah. But they also said that, you know, CDs weren't a great method for gaming and yeah. And they also all talked the other against stuff that the they internet fold on. Yeah. I mean, but me personally, I don't, I mean, I don't see the, I don't I I don't see VR as something that I want or care about. But it's I don't know. I know you've had a lot more experience with it. But I don't see it. Yeah, and I think I it's know. clear that the interest is there because they put out the the, the, the cardboard, cardboard VR. Thing. Yeah, that was the, that was and, the only know. VR that I was interested in getting was the $40 one. <laughs> the really cheap one. So yeah, I don't know. And I mean, it just seems like a a really great if they could come up with a if anybody could come up with like a a nice low cost VR solution that is actually effective and, and useful and not just the thing that you put your phone in, it's going to be Nintendo and they've got the switch. They've got the joy con that stick on the side and you know, they can, they can do it. So I think they have the interest and again, the increased um, interactivity and the better screen VR that's, that's the road I think they're going down. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so because I. I don't think. Well, I don't think that they're going to up the hardware at all. I think it's just going to be like a new. It's going to be like the new 3ds, but the new Switch. Right. It. It might be. You know, have a better screen, maybe like pro- definitely better battery power. 
but I don't think it's going to have any more horsepower or anything like that. I, I would like I would like to see the opposite of the Switch Lite, like maybe a Switch that's just only docked that's way better, but I don't think we're going to see that. Switch I don't know. Heavy. Yeah. The Switch the Switch uh, just docked, not the not the not Switch. I don't know. And and it's as, as they're saying that it's uh expected to be out at the beginning of next year. 2021. So, yeah. So hopefully if anybody so has money then holiday, Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. Are you saying are you I feeling I'm feeling no vibes over here on it, Jeremy? For me? Yeah. I mean, you don't I believe think it? it's going to be an incremental increase that and there's nothing about it that's surprising and it's been rumored for what two years now that there's going to be a Switch Pro. Yeah. It's just more Switch yeah. Lite and it was the $100 less portable only made sense. So they're going to do the other thing. They're going to exploit the fact that the chips are cheaper and the screens are cheaper and it's just the fact that technology continues to move forward and they're just going to make a cheaper version of the switch that's more powerful at the same time yeah that's what i want i mean i, I would like cheaper to, see, to them yeah maybe more costly to the consumer i should say i'd, I'd like to see a switch too you know that's that has like that's more Super switch. Yeah, I mean, in, in going forward, I'd like to see a sequel to the Switch that's more that's kind of closer to like the horsepower of the PlayStation Four, Xbox One. What you're talking about is already out on the Switch on the eShop. It's called Double Switch. <laughs> that's that's definitely not the Switch Two. It's just a it's just an FMV game. But no, it's a yeah. I mean, that's what I want for the future of Switch. Is I want a Switch Two. That that is like almost as powerful as the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, but still portable and can still play all of the games that are on it Switch now. That's what I want. As the next generation rolls around, yeah, this fall, this holiday season, that's when Switch is going to jump into the current gen as of now. And they're always going to be a gen behind, but they're going to do great. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I'm not really. No, it doesn't bother me. But that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. All those chips are going to be cheaper. Yeah. You know, everything's just going to be like the whole like uh, landscape has changed because everybody's pursuing this new, this new highest level of, um, and whereas the Xbox and the PlayStation seem to be somewhat similar in their new consoles, it's all about how they use the software or use the hardware with their like individual OSs. From what I've been reading about the new. The PS5 and the new Xbox, whatever the fuck that thing's called, Xbox Series, Xbox Series uh, X. So um, the the Switch is just gonna very calmly move up to the level of what is current gen as far as Xbox and yeah. PS4 go. It's gonna be 4K. It's gonna be blah blah blah. This that and the other. It's going to be what people have wanted for the past three years. They're going to finally get it, and it's going to be fine. And um, Xbox and PS4 are going to make a bunch of remakes like they did with this generation. Oh, ports of Xbox One and PS4 games. Right. It's going to be Last of Us 2. Again. Huge system seller for (laughs) PlayStation 5. And Xbox is going to be like... and and It was going to originally be the new Halo game, but that's been delayed. So it's going to be some sort of like... Game Pass thing, yeah. So it seems it's like just gonna, free games. Nintendo's yeah. going to jump in there and be like, "Hey, now these chips are cheap. Check it out. We're doing 4K finally." Yeah. And so I'm not like super excited about it because it's just 
very predictable at this point how Nintendo is going to do things. Mm-hmm. They always lag, and I mean, it goes all the way back to Gunpei Yokoi saying like getting new life out of withered technology, and that's going to be there. That's going to always be their mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I'm fine with that. They've they've always I mean their handhelds have been their their hugest their biggest sellers. I I was looking at a. At, at like a graph just showing like where the sales of the switch like pl- is placed you know versus everything else and it, it's like just on the cusp of beating the NES but if you look at like all of the all the systems that they've ever sold like their biggest ones are like the DS and like the Game Boy Advance and like mm-hmm. those were the ones that sold the most like I think the Nintendo yeah. DS is the highest selling Nintendo system out of all because of them. every family has to buy a couple yeah mm-hmm. and oh and it's like a this is the aside from like Virtual Boy, which isn't even really a portable. The Switch is the lowest portable in, in the in the list of. It's like the one that it's at the lowest spot. Like it's, it's not, still considered a yeah, console. Yeah, it hasn't beat it even hasn't beat the Game Boy or portable exclusive. or whatever. Yeah, or not even the 3ds or yeah. yeah. So there's a portable exclusive version of it, but it's still considered like the newest console. Yeah, people don't view it as a portable, mm-hmm. even though it is. Even though. It- but I think Nintendo even like considers it a console. But also, I think on, it's a console. Yeah, but also on the subject of like new consoles and stuff like that, I think we're at the point where graphics don't really matter that any that much anymore. Like at least to yeah, me, that's they, been um, not to me. They don't. I mean, yeah, it's been like that for a while. But I don't really. I can't notice a difference yeah. between the new PlayStation stuff aside from like like what an Unreal demo or something. But I mean, it's, for me, it, I mean, my, one of my favorite games was a short hike, which looks like a DS game. So it obviously doesn't matter to me. Right. But I think we're kind of to the point where we're we getting better. Like we're getting this whole onslaught of, of indie developers making these great games that, you know, look like a short hike, like you're saying. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter, you know. We're just going to have to like grab some balloons and go high in the sky. <laughs> Wow, that's a reference to that all over again. That reference to our second episode. Go back and download that. But no, I I think I think we're speaking of yeah. I think we're good on this. I think we're good on this episode. But yeah, uh, this has been episode two hundred and thirty four. Thank you for everybody for listening to us. If you want to find more of our stuff, look up Nintendo Main on any of your podcatchers, or you can go to nintendomainpodcast dot com. Find stuff on there. You can also go to twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast and watch me stream stuff on there. Come by Saturday night and listen to some jams, and I'll play some games, too. The WRT radio stuff is always fun, so check that out. Uh, also, Tuesday nights and Thursday nights is what I'm doing right now, and once Jeremy decides a night to do, I'll put that on schedule as well. You can check that out. Also, YouTube.com slash Podcast. We have stuff there to check out. And uh, you can check out check out my sister's show, uh, How Is It Now? Jess and I have been talking about old movies. Uh, this last one that we did, we talked about Crash. That was a fun one because we wanted to do a movie that we both hated. And uh, just because we hadn't done a negative one yet. And I think that one was actually really funny. So uh, so check that out. And we just we just did a two-hour one for next week, which I'm really excited about. So I won't say – well, if you if you looked at the poll, you, you'll know what it is. But look forward to that. But look – yeah, look up How Is It Now as well and you can check out that. Check, check out that with my wife and I. And we talk about Oscar-winning movies and how they are now and all that stuff. And if you want to throw us some money, uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you give us an extra dollar, you will get all sorts of bonus shows, and you'll get both uh, How Is It Now and Nintendo Main uh, 12 hours ahead of time with a higher bit rate and minus commercials and all that stuff. And you can also listen to our bonus show expansion pack. We have like 16, 17 episodes of those. And we'll have a new one coming out soon for this month, so check that out. And if you give us more, you'll get uh, physical prizes and stuff like that. So 
Yeah. So, yeah, do that. Please support the show. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. Yo que chato, 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 yo que